Hello and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California. It's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show. Show you guys. This is a good theme song. You ever had any thought of either changing it or having different ones like Ryan and Vinny do? Well, we don't have too many. We don't have a bunch of shows throughout the week to really change it up. But how's it going, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Triple D Radio Show with your boys and hosts, James and Edward. Sorry, I'm coming off from a cold over the weekend, so I can't really exasperate too much. Yeah. I'm a little nasally too. My nose is like just on the runny end. I'm like pretty much getting over the cold, but for sure my nose has been all loosey goosey today. Yeah. Especially with the last job before I had to come here. It's just the lady think I'm like, dude, I'm like, she's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. But I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude, I'm about to blow. I'm like, dude, snot's about to just run down my nose. I need to blow my nose. <laughs> Hardcore parkour. But Ed, good host Ed. What's good with you? Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to my mom's favorite podcast. Also, sorry to interrupt. Quick reminder: we have timestamps time in the stamps in the description if you ever want to jump forward to any part of the show. But all right, Ed. But yeah, welcome sorry. back to my mom's favorite podcast, everybody. Um, uh, the uh, uh, we may not be the number one podcast on the Central Coast, but we're the podcast on the Central Coast with the biggest Judas Priest fans. So there we go. Me and James were on a fat. Priest have been on a fat priest kick recently, so we we're oh, just yeah. talking shop on priest when we got in here. Yeah. Shout out to uh, shout out to mom yeah. who was ready to cry when Judas Priest finally got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that was cool. Uh, other than that, yeah, uh, welcome to what is technically our Thanksgiving special. I don't know if uh, you want to say the main event of, of Space Jam, Year of the Lord, 1996. Oh, I'm very thankful for Space Jam. Yeah, but is that a Thanksgiving movie? Um, well, so our show today, we've got Hot or Not, that we may or may not have just gotten five minutes ago. We've got the classic album review where, you know, this is the part of the Metallica retrospective I was almost most excited for. We've got Load today, and then the main event is Space Jam, because it came out the same year, which is really weird to think about. Yeah, we, we're doing the gimmick where every whatever year Metallica album drop, we're watching a movie or something from yeah. that year. Don't worry. we pro- If we do this again with a different band, we probably won't do the movie thing. Yeah, but... Sometimes we like to honor these stipulations to our best of our abilities. To the best. Hey, I, we were able to get away with sleep with fucking sleepover massacre too because <laughs> I was able to say, I don't know, Halloween, bitch. <laughs> I didn't want. It was honestly hard. that's been one of my favorite episodes. Honestly, what? No, no, that was a you great episode. You really walked in. It's like, what the fuck did you make me watch? Yes, but us bullshitting about it, especially overusing the Sammy Guevara. Oh, voice, is that it? That is, was great. It's just the one bit. No, there was some funny stuff. There's was, there was some good moments. There's some good moments. Plus the part where you randomly decided to play the fucking musical, but you, it, but. There were three songs throughout the movie, or four, but you played the one that the killer sings, that fucking rockabilly bullshit. Oh, yeah, it's the one that matters. Yeah, that was a highlight. There was was highlights. Yeah, that's the one that matters, yeah. Uh, What else do you want when you want (laughs) the ones where they're trying to play serious music? No, I want the fucking goofy killer doing goofy killer things, and we'll put that on audio and go... 
There you go, listeners. Enjoy. Last week's was pretty fun uh, because we had good friend Bone Seals. We did the um, Metallica Black Album Holy Shit Fest. Which, very talkative when we talk about the album. Yeah. When it came to the documentary. We flew through that doc. Yeah. That's al- that's why I asked you, should we almost have the album headline? But, no, yeah. Oh, it, it, well, it, it was boo-hoo. good. It was good. I don't know. If you ever took decide to make another YouTube video cutting up this podcast, I don't know. You can have fun with it. Well, I had well, what the reason why that stopped for a bit, which I'm planning to get oh, back on, is because it was partially work, but it was really because Got I lost war. my debit card. Oh. And a while ago. So I couldn't make my payments to Filmora. Because that's one of the ones where you get all this cool holy shit bells and whistles, but you gotta pay a little bit a, a month monthly for subscription. It. Yeah, it's a monthly subscription. And uh, I wasn't able to do that. And just coincidentally, as the fates would have it, financially have not been in a place where I can uh, do 25 bucks a month right now. Uh, So I'll have to wait for that a bit. Just do like two Uber deliveries. You're good. (laughs) Yeah, right. For real. But yeah, so what's been going on with you? Uh, You you were sicky. Uh, Okay, over the weekend, I was sick and we couldn't record earlier in the week because I was sick. Like. I didn't feel like it really tried to push it. It was one of those days like I need to just go home and just rest this off. Like, yeah, I went to work that day when we could have like recorded. But I was sitting there. I was like, yeah, but I don't think I need to be out all night. Yeah. yeah I no, think no, I was no, like, no. I'm going to do work and I'm just going to go home and clonk the fuck out. I get you. But yeah, so it was like that. We went and kicked it. To, I went to go kick it at Bo Seals down on the weekend and went and watched like the AEW pay-per-view, which it was OK. Really long. Yeah, it was long. And, like, yeah, there's, like, fine matches, but was this definitely one of the best wrestling shows of the year? Definitely not. Hmm. Was it one of their best? Was it one of AEW's best pay-per-views of the year? Definitely not. (laughs) That's the best way I could put it. Yeah, there was, like, some fine stuff on there, too. Yeah. And, like, though, like, there was, like, like, there's some stuff that was good, but some of it was just, like, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, AEW's kind of not as hot as it used to be. Yeah. But they're also in a the weird, over. Yeah. Well, they're also in a weird fucking spot. I'm just saying with all the CM the CM Punk oh, bullshit. Right, right, right. Yeah. And yeah. then just like with MGF now just like basically de facto babyface so. Yeah, yeah. He's he he's like super duper babyface, but he wants to be El Heel, but the crowd won't let him. No. But he really wants to be a heel. And I'm like, that's just weird. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm like fine, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. You know what? AEW just needs a reset period. They'll get something going again. Yeah, I've yeah, actually heard people say that around. Yeah. I was saying New Japan's getting going again too. Well, yeah, they yeah. had that like crossover show that I haven't had a chance to fucking sit down and watch. Who do they have a crossover show with? Stardom. Oh, okay. That's yeah, right. dude. I want to see the filthy Tom fan, match. Yeah. I want to see the filthy Tom match. Right. Ooh, it was awesome. That was the show filthy Tom Lawler was at. Okay. Yeah, I know, dude. It's like he was in a mixed tag. And like literally the ladies were fighting so hardcore parkour, like Tom wanted to make sure his partner wasn't hurt, so he went and tried to get in like between them to prevent them fighting. But they decided to team up and beat the shit out of Tom <laughs> and then beat the shit out of Zack Saber. I'm like, I want to see this. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. And it also supposedly Jeff Cobb like cut a great backstage promo. Like, you know, the aftermatch promos oh, yeah. with the fucking with the banner and they're like staring at the camera. Well, he got misted by Muda. So supposedly he had his back turned to the cameras while the pro and was just cutting a promo to a wall because he's blind by the mist. And he's supposed <laughs> to cut an awesome promo <laughs> yelling into a wall. That's amazing. I'm like, damn. I didn't think I would need to see Jeff Cobb do that. But now I kind of need to see Jeff Cobb do that. 
And then, yeah, no, I hear like Kyrie and Miu Itani had a cool ass match. Yeah, that's cool. I'm just saying, but that, that's all the fucking Japanese wrestling I wish I could catch up on. See, but yeah, no, I was at both Steel's watching some wrestling, played some Nintendo. It was kind of a birthday celebration. Well, early birthday celebration for a good Fred Thomas, but Which he's recovering. Though he's recovering from a cold, so he didn't really do too much like hanging out with he us. He told me he probably told you. He told me no. he passed. Oh, okay. He told me he passed out for. There was a couple bit of periods where. He oh, woke you mean up. When, he, when he was sick? When or? he was sick, yeah. He told me he passed out for a combined about thirty six hours. Yep, probably more. And I told him, I said, "That's a coma." <laughs> You had a coma, my dude. Yeah, 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 but then I just got like a pretty fucked fever. <clears throat> like that. Did you evening. get it from him? No. Oh. Okay. I, I was feeling a little something, but once the evening came, I was like, I was fucking fever blasted, and I had no medicine. And the next day, it was just like a fucking struggle, mm-hmm. just to do anything with like, just for me to do anything. It's like, fuck, dude, I don't feel good. I need to get some medicine and just lay the fuck out in bed. I am burning up. Like a motherfucker. Well, when I moved a little bit, I was five. But I just don't. Once I got home and I hit some Nyquil, I was like, "Thank God." And the next day, I was like, "I was like, you know what? If I I feel okay enough, confident enough to operate a vehicle, I think I could do the work day." <laughs> but I also had to fucking have my goddamn shitty coworker with me because they. I don't know if I told you this, but like my fucking lame coworker. That I had to ride along into fucking ve- ride along to Vegas. Oh yeah, that guy. that butthole. Yeah, the fucking his girlfriend's got the OnlyFans. Yes, that's fucking. Right. He acts. He got in a pretty bad automotive accident with his work vehicle. Like he supposedly a deer came in front of him. He like swerved, tried to swerve out of and he rolled it like three times. This fucking van is totaled. And but he was able to walk away perfectly fine, which obviously, thank God. Yeah, yeah, that's good. also I think he got his hand like accidentally broken um, when we were trying to build a tower. Like, yeah, it was like. Yeah, last week, I think I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Last week started like week and a half blur. ago, maybe two. Weeks. I don't know. Maybe two weeks ago. But either way. No, I think it might have been last week, I think. Wow. Oh. But either way, friggin they accidentally like, yeah, they accidentally broke the vehicle. Did I tell you this? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, either way, I'm telling you after, he's just going like, oh, oh yes, yeah. he did, you did, you did. Yeah, yeah, where he's just like, oh, yeah, well, friggin', I've been in so many vehicle accidents, that would get me, I don't think nothing will kill me, ha, 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 ha. And he's like, oh, if I saw that deer, I would have gone and whipped his ass. Yeah, I was sitting there groaning this fucking dude talk. I just, it's a clash of personalities. What a fucking, I don't know well, what I've you... been told since he doesn't have a vehicle, I'm fucking stuck with them. Oh, that's right. You have to chaperone his ass Yeah, everywhere. well, just not even his jobs. He's just stuck hanging out with me. And when we're at, when we go to the job sites, do you think he's uh, sitting there? It's like, oh, no, kind of working. Maybe just casually just helping out. No, it just fucks off into the fucking shotgun seat, just dicking on his phone. While I'm doing all the fucking work. What a prick. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not bitching at him to fucking do more work. Right, right. I'm just sitting there as like, dude, I don't need some fucker taking up space in my fucking work van. If they, yeah. if they aren't going to try to fucking make these jobs go by easier. Because here's the thing. <clears throat> it's fucking like, no. Because then I had to also, like yesterday, I think I was, he might have been trying to do something else, but either way, I tried to just mob the fuck out of there. Like yesterday, try to mob the fuck out of there. I don't want him riding with me. 
Because it's no point if he's just not going to do fucking shit. And if I have to, like, bitch him out for him to do their fucking job, or at least just casually help me, because what the fuck else they're doing, all right? They're going to be <laughs> stuck there longer. And here's the thing. I've, I have to pick up all the jobs that he can't help pick up. That means I got to do this shit way longer. And here's the thing. Yesterday, I had to also go fucking help him take his shit out of his fucking van. Which also, I try to like grab some stuff on the front, maybe work back. He's telling me, nah, I'm just going to pull everything out. You just try to pull it in the van. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm like sitting there. He's like casually working through it. And I'm just keeping up with him. I take one casual break to look at my phone. He's sitting, I was sitting there and he's like freaking tell me, come on, we got to get out of here. I know you don't have nothing to do after work, but I got to go home and I have to feed like two animals. Okay. And it's like, dude, fuck. And I literally like take the shit, throw it in my car, and it's like, oh, hey, look, I've been waiting for now a fucking minute. He's still got no new shit for me to tell away. Great pacing, bro. What a No, no, bag. and then literally it's like, here's the because then like today, like this was yesterday, like today, I had to like make sure I had to get to my job early, my first job, but when I like got back after we loaded up the van, like obviously it's like, we're like five, we're like 10 minutes past closing and I'm sitting there, I was like, All right, I want to unload this so I can load up my shit and make sure I'm ready to get to my job first thing in the morning. He's like, no, we can't. It's like, I'm sitting there, like, wait, what are you doing? No, we're not going to unload. I'm like, dude, I got to do like install. That install could wait. All right. I got like two animals. All right. I got to do this. I got pro- like, I got two animals that depend on me and it's like, fuck. And I'm sitting there, it's like, bro, if we just dump this, this would be like 30 minutes and you can fuck off. <laughs> And you live like five minutes away from the office. <laughs> I gotta commute twenty minutes. You piece of fucking god, you bitchy fucker. What a fucker. So you think? And then like literally, I like came into work and like my lead's like, oh yeah, Thomas got arrived. And I was like, fuck. And it was like, but then like I'm lo- unloading all the shit, and like he's casually organizing, it and I load up my van, and then I'm just sitting there. It's like because that's like, my like t- my tower tech and lead tech. They already left, and I'm just sitting there. It's like. Nope. I just hopped in my van and just bounced out. I just did <laughs> Yeah, I just did fuck about, Yeah, just about, Because I'm like, I don't want this fucking guy. And here's the thing. Like, the job took me forever all day. Like, the work took me forever all day. I'm like, here's the thing. I know this fucker would not be helping me. Yeah. And I would still- He would literally just be sitting there bitching at you. Yeah. For like six hours? Yeah. And I don't think he would try to really make things, like, easy. Yeah. What does he even do? And he's not even chill. It's like, fuck, bro. Why? Like, this homie has no chill. It's like, why are you so mad and aggressive? I have done nothing to you. He's got a girlfriend that's really nice to him, and she's not, like, eh, taking care of him. But eh, no, no, no. Eh. Well, from what you've told well, me. Well, yeah, yeah, but, like, freaking his girlfriend's also hit up my lead tech. They kind of know it. They know each other. She's going, oh, my coworker's name, Thomas. She's going, oh, Thomas is cheating on me. Whoa, he's cyber cheating. He's got all these pictures of these, like, tattooed butt Twitter babes on his phone that he's masturbating to. Masturbation is not cheating. No, it's cyber cheating. Okay, lady. No, no, I, no, no, believe it. I have a feeling. Uh, should, should you contextualize for the audience how long these two have been together? Maybe it might explain their attitudes. Uh, they've been together since supposedly, uh, let's say, junior year of high school, I think. Yeah, since they're high school sweethearts, and they're our high age. High school sweethearts. That, they're literally our age, this, too. Like, they're, literally, they're, this nerd told me when <laughs> I first saw her, I just knew I had to have her. It was like, you know, like a romance movie kind of thing. I was like, and keep in mind they're our age too so that we're talking like about close to 15 years together yeah they've been good they've been together for a good minute yeah and maybe she could be a little wacky i'm sure but man why do you have to suck (laughs) 
<laughs> why can't? Why do you have to suck? And then you have to give me this bullshit. I'm like, no, your animals oh, will be. I know your animals will be fine. You just want to have more time to play fucking video games. I'm sure he. And does. he's like sitting there as like insulting me. He's like, you got nothing better to do at home. And I'm like sitting there as like. Oh, I'm like, well, yeah, like, forget no one wants to practice me because I'm still like low under the weather, but whatever. I'll go practice and go try to grind and make some money, but ouch. Yeah. Was that necessary? That's a lot of the time I just feel all this dude is like, was that necessary? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, I don't want to be stuck with the, I'd say, that's why I'm saying, it's like, dude, I don't want to be stuck if this guy's just not going to help out. Yeah, right. Fuck, I might even do jobs slower so he could get home late because fuck him. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh no, oh no, sorry, your animals got home, but hey, you get some overtime. And I was yeah. there, it's like, bro, I'll fucking, <laughs> I'll just say, lean like, into the petty side of the force. Yeah, I'll lean into the petty side. I doubt it. I still try to do the jobs yeah, of course. quick and best as I can. But sometimes just shit happens and just, it just takes a minute. But like today, I walked away from my jobs, all success. That's There's good. like one job I was like, yeah, I think I just can't fix it. I'm not sure if I could fix the issue. But I figured out how to get into this fucking like antenna, how to log into it, which that was a big issue. And then I was able to just like, you know, fuck, I was just going to walk around and survey and I somehow fixed the issue. But now I'm sitting there like, well, fuck, now I'm like more behind. But damn it, why did I have to actually figure out something? That's the worst. I'm sitting there, it's like, hey, yeah, I know, all hope's gone. This is a fucking no case. And I think of one singular idea. And I'm like, God damn it, I could actually fix the issue. Son of a bitch. Because now I got to sit there and go all through the process of fixing it. Yeah. But I guess it's me doing my job okay. So far, yeah. Yeah, compared to my fucking bitchy coworker. And really quick, before but that, he is literally racist for me to like bitch come on a podcast and just bitch, bitch, bitch. And I gotta before and I, bo- I'm chill, like I would hope that I'm chill to work with. I, I, was, I mean, I've never been s- with you on the job, but I know like when you need to get something done. I mean, you're you know quick, efficient, no nonsense. So like I would think if nothing else, you're efficient to work with. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, before we move on, or I really even, need to... Even we have to think and take things slowly, it's yeah. like, I'm in no fucking rush. I'm sitting there like, homie, we get paid by the hour. Yeah. I really need to emphasize for you folks And this fucker that- shows up late like five to seven minutes every day. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Great. fuck this guy. Amazing. Yeah, this is a tiny little prickhead. I was just going to say, I really need to emphasize to the audience how hard I laughed when you were telling me that shit about how he was trying to come off tough and super cool alpha over the fact that he did not die in a car accident. Now, maybe I'm a little biased and I think this is douchey because my mom's been in some gnarly car accidents. But when you're telling me he's going into work and he's like, yeah, man, nothing could kill me. I'd fight that deer. I'm like... That is some small dick energy. Like, I think I have never seen. It's kind of amazing, but it's also awful because you could tell that guy takes himself completely seriously. He thinks he's cool. He thinks he's awesome. And that's kind of sad. It's funny, but it's kind of sad. I think he fucking sucks to deal <laughs> work with. I'm sitting there like, oh. That's what I say. He doesn't think Why? he sucks. He thinks he's the man. I think he's the man, or just doesn't realize how much he sucks. It's probably like, that. like literally, if like like there's many times where he's doing a job, and he's like, "Oh my god, this job's so hard." I was sitting there, like, "Wait, how did he get the job? Is his does dude, he know that, like okay, this job just still hiring a schmuck?" Well, that, I'm sure, but yeah, still, it's like I feel like you can like have he's him capable f- to learn, but I'm at a point where I could do the job more efficient than he can, and he's been at it months longer than I have. 
I know. Fucking <laughs> That's all I could think of to do in that situation. Just you, you've completely outlined that this guy sucks. <laughs> I've completely outlined this guy sucks, and I've and my only complaints like I think too much. <laughs> I'm able to like I have I've been able at moments to solve issues on the job. I don't know how yeah. or why, but I'm just like just today was just one where I'm like, dude, there's no way this dude's fu- like this customer's fucked. I don't know how the fuck we're gonna fix them, and then I was able to just, but then I just. Was able to figure things out. I don't know how. I was just a lot of just sitting there and guessing, but I did it. And I'm just sitting there like Jesus fucking Christ. And then yeah, so yeah, it was definitely a long day with me. Oh my god, I don't know. You want me like I? I the get to, only thing I'm I have, feeling I'm gonna have more stories of this fucking tiny dick asshole. The only thing I have worth noting to tell folks right now is there were some there was a there was a bit of a funny story at work where long story short. Um, we had me, me and my manager who, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say names. So for, so for, don't. so for legality, like I'm going to call uh, my manager. I'm going to call her Larry. Larry had to throw out this, um, this blonde gal and her boyfriend, Mexican guy, because of the fact that, um, the lady who had just gotten off work was taking off her shoes and walking around, which, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. So she politely, very politely, I'm near her, I'm a witness, asked her, excuse me, miss, can you, you know, she puts on the customer service voice, excuse me, miss, could you please put your shoes back on? And so what this smart ass does is she doesn't put on her shoes, she stands on her shoes with like that like, while like kind of like giggling to herself, like <laughs> the shoes are on. And then my manager who... You know, we're getting ready for Christmas. We've got no patience for this bullshit. She's just like, yeah, okay. Um, no, just actually put the fucking shoes on. She didn't say that, but I'm paraphrasing. And so eventually it comes down to, uh, you know, they're, they're just going back and forth. She's trying to be, cause the lady's like, what's the big, this is how she talks. Well, I don't understand what the big deal is about my shoes being off. And my manager's like, because no shirt, no shoes, no service. That's kind of what it is. Do you understand that concept? <laughs> and then she's like, and then she says, listen, I just got off of work and I'm trying not to laugh at this point. She's like, I just got off of work and I'm really tired. And for the record, her boyfriend has been sitting in this chair this whole time charging his laptop. My manager, this is what pisses the lady off. My manager goes, well, he could let you sit. And she just went, oh, no, 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 no. She actually wagged her finger like that. No, no, no. She just started saying, so she said my manager was being passive aggressive and smug and stuff. And the bit, my, my favorite part was when her boyfriend, he, he gets this forlorn look on his face. He's like, he just had to set my girl off. I'm just like, all she asked was put on your shoes. And yeah, they left. Nothing bad happened. But I just thought it was a really weird hill to die on. It's just like you put on your shoes when you go into an established. They weren't even customers. They weren't buying anything. They were literally just in here to charge his fucking laptop. But she's mad at us because uh. we told her to put her shoes on. It's it's not the worst thing I've dealt with. I just thought it was really I just thought yeah, it was really some dumb. dumb shit. I just thought it was dumb. Dude, there are some dumb people out there. That the just only can't other show. thing no How did how did this bitch never heard of fucking no shoes, no shirt, no service? And she was like, you could just tell she she had like the short buzz like pixie cut too. And she had on like a nice look like new pair of like I think they were Doc Martens. So she was just a particular type of person. And I'm just like, okay, lady. Okay, lady. <laughs> 
And, 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 and if you're going to air out your feet, do it outside. Yeah. So that was fun. The only other noble thing that happened is, bro, fucking Ragnarok, bro. Yeah, you play that game. God of War Ragnarok. You got to get in there and play it. It's so good. Yeah, I'll do that once we're done recording. I feel like that's the only thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. Well, I'll get I'll I'll be hanging out at your house at some point in the future, just yeah. not anytime soon. All right, hot or not? Hot or not? Oh, all right. Sorry, I'm just trying to prevent not sneezing, but what's good with Hot or Not today? Yeah, I got a message from good friend Bone Steel. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Yeah. All right, so for this week's Hot or Not, I figured I would go with literally the hottest artist on the friggin' planet, Taylor Swift. Um, and obviously with all the shenanigans going on with Ticketmaster and her new album and everything, I thought that this is timely. Uh, this is my pr- legit, legit top three Taylor Swift songs ever. And I don't mind t- Taylor Swift as an artist. You know, I've, I don't know about her as a person. I don't know. But hmm. this song I think is so fucking good. And it's the music video is great for it. And the style, whatever she's doing, this kind of mixing pop with lo-fi with these kind of like ethereal folk-ish lyrics I don't know. I just think it's working. I think this is the best song she's done in close to 10 Sounds years. cinematic. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay, so I'm going to uh, go back to feeling like shit um, physically. And, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I got Thank a you for sending us a hotter milkshake hot. that is peppermint. So I am going to divulge in that. Uh, good day to you. Happy Thanksgiving, hot or not. Oh, thank out. you. Thank Peace. you, Jake. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, you're now just hot or not guy. <laughs> And not even bone steel. Yeah, he's just hotter. He is hot or not. Hey, hot or not. I mean, we've told the story Skillet. about how hot or not came, right? It's li- he literally was roasting us because we don't review trendy new things. So he was like, he. So then you were like, all right, and we don't have bumpers. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna send a bumper, and I will make you review hot, trendy new things. So this song is called Antihero. Um, My T Swift. We're getting Swifty. Getting Swifty. Every time I think of Taylor Swift, and I know you'll know where I'm going with this, um, I always think back to high school because we had weight training class, and my favorite fucking teacher at that whole school, Jack Greer, Jack Greer. he always, he was the biggest ACDC fan I knew, but he always played teeny bopper music, so he'd be blasting Justin Bieber, uh, Flo Rida, and he really got down when uh, Taylor Swift came on with the... She wears short skirts, I wear... So shout out to you, Jack Greer. Oh, yeah, we're listening to T-Swift. Yeah. The sounds, uh, 80s. Sounds like... Inspired. Oh, Taylor Swift. Sounds like Taylor Swift. Yeah. I think Jake might have over-explained this. Song, not gonna lie, it's well. He did say she mixed it with lo-fi, and this feels lo-fi. Sure, I guess. I don't know. I thought she already did like a synth pop record. Yeah, wasn't that her last one, or was that like '89? I thought her last one she went all folkloroid. 
Oh wait, uh, yeah, I think that was for well, that was red. A pandemic or what? Was or for whatever. red, yeah, yeah. Whatever pandemic shit was. Man, no, Taylor, she should have been like MGK and gone punk. Yeah, supposedly, like, yeah, Taylor Swift's all like fucking like a total shithead, right? Just a total yeah. egomaniac. Yeah, yeah. But she's on like next level shit. Though. She's one of those people. Like literally, she could throw something that bombs, but it won't matter. Her relevance still will be there. She's literally one of those people that makes song dissing her haters. Well, it has. She wrote a song in support of LGBT plus people, and it was called "You Need to Stop," and it was like the most basic, like, like white girl Twitter take on gay rights you've ever seen. Like the intention is nice, but it's like, come on. She tried to relate it with some struggles she went through in dealing with haters to the LGBT plus plight, and I'm like, Taylor, <laughs> so tone deaf. Yeah. Yeah, I think Taylor might be a little toe Not as toned up as the LL Cool J country song. Yeah. She did not shout out Robert E. Lee. Hey. But she's still like, it's still relevant for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she's not a bad singer or no, songwriter. No. Yeah, no, she's had songs that will stand the test of time, so. Yeah. That's how it is. She's like, I don't know, like maybe not Michael Jackson, but she's on that level of just pop star. I would say she probably is. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think who else it could be. Maybe someone like a Kendrick Lamar or something. But or, or a po- uh, what's that guy's name? Post Malone. Posty. Dude, Posty's still. I still feel like Posty's still fresh though. No, he's really fresh. Yeah. yeah. Like not even like over ten years of relevance yet. MGK could have been on that level, but I feel like he holds himself back. Nah. You don't think he could be? Nah. Nah. Okay. Come on. Have you listened to his Chopper rap? Oh yeah, the song's over. So what do you think of the Swifty? The music is fine. The Swifty. The music was fine, but I don't know. It didn't really grab me. I mean, I mean, listen. I know. Oh, wait, this is yeah. This is a uh, hotter knots. This is the, the hotter knots. I guys. just realized hotter knot guy said that this was one of her best songs in ten years. Like, top three songs in ten years. Um. Well, well you know, what? I'm gonna say he might be right because I haven't listened to a lot of new Taylor Swift. What are you even going on with Taylor Swift? Um. I don't. She she speaks some positive messages and disses on the haters. Now I remember what the fuck I wanted to say because you were talking about we were talking you were telling me how toned up she was with her LGBTQ yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking song. No, like the last job I did today, installing this old ass lady's fucking router and shit, which she was just like she could not figure. out. I was like, yeah, my phone was working when there was no internet. I'm like, well, I'm sure that was her phone provider getting you internet to your phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, what really? Well, what happened if it wasn't working yesterday? I don't know what the <laughs> fuck happened yesterday. But no, no, no. That's not the point. That's not the point. Okay. What it was is that she was on TV watching Fox News. Oh, no. As like, uh, yeah, they're talking about the fucking uh, Colorado Springs fucking yeah, shooting. At the LG- fucking yeah, that's a tragedy. Yeah, at the LGBT, LGBT uh, the fucking club. At the, the, at the Pride Club. Yeah. yeah, at the Pride Club. But it was like sitting there, it was like, yeah, non-binary person got killed. And she's sitting there, it was like, so wait, what's non-binary? She's like sitting there, like, wait, what's non-binary? She asked you that? No, no, no. She was just like sitting there, like, oh, okay. she's just going, I was like, man, I don't know what non-binary is. And I, then I told her, I was like, oh, that's a thing where you don't, if you don't, it's a thing where you don't feel like you uh, identify as male or female basically yeah. you're just there or, or the social constructs around around the social them. constructs you were just they them yeah and yeah she like i told her i like told her that i was like oh wow you know a lot about that i'm just like yeah i got some friends yeah i got i got some <laughs> non-binary friends just how it is 
I work with a bad. Uh, so I was it told her it was like, yeah, no, they could get fucking hella bitchy on their pronouns. <laughs> like they fucking demand you to make sure you're on that correct. I was like, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> you get more. You you have more sexual interaction with the opposite sex than I do. Leave me alone. Well, that does. <laughs> It's hard, okay. I try my best. No, I know. And I still fuck was, up. I, I'm, I am actually. I was actually pretty privileged to be in a pretty good position where there was a point at my job. I worked with, at one point, up to four uh, uh, non-binary identifying uh, individuals. I still work with two, two, uh, two others left. Actually, wait, hold on. Actually, there might have been five. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I am like, like for me to master. I just have to call everyone they them. And use the senses of they, them. I see. Well, you know, as long as your heart's in the right place. I know. My heart is trying to be in the heart, right place. But sometimes I fucking fuck up. Oh, no. Everyone does. And trust me, it's happened to me, too. Even now, I feel like the biggest dick because I'm like, God damn it. I thought it was ingrained now. But, you know, it it all depends on who you know. Like, if you're friends with someone and they know you're trying and they know it wasn't intentional, you know, then for them, I'm not saying, you know, they'll be like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's okay, babe. You're good, but they'll get it. They'll understand. And I've been fortunate but enough. Some are just like my pronouns are they them. I'm sorry. Anyway, the song. I get it. I get it. You're not part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Is that something that you're used to knowing or saying? It's like, well, now you're just now you're just like belittling me. All right. <laughs> Well, it is true. You are not part of the LGBT plus community. I am not, but I'm not against it. You, you are not against and it. And I try my best on the pronouns, okay? These are new, like, I don't know how long. I wouldn't say you and, you and me didn't grow up sheltered, and we didn't grow up around conservative families, but you weren't. You and me as kids weren't really around that uh, around that world. So I would say, like, I don't know how long non-binary has been a thing. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I always, I think I looked into it. I, f- I think I read a thing where, well, it depends because in some older cultures, the kind of, you know what, let's just get back to Taylor Swift. Okay? Yeah. What's up with Swift? Is she hot or not? I actually really like the music. I'm sure if I listen to the song later, but I don't know the, the, the vocals and lyrics weren't doing much for me and I like the music, but I've heard it in other places. I could maybe give the music itself, maybe a hot, but I don't think I could give the song itself one. Oh, this is not one of. Taylor Swift's top three songs, and we're not going to go through yeah, her discography gonna, either. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just going to say no. Hot or not, guy. Sorry, hot or not, guy. Sorry, hot or not, guy. Are we just going to call him that now? <laughs> well, maybe Good friend, hot or not, guy. Yeah, yeah both still a hot or not, guy. Oh man. Oh yeah, but back. All right, did you want to continue on with your like statement that you're saying with a. Uh, of old elder societies with non-binary. Well, it's not specifically non-binary as we know it, but it's from what I've been able from what I've been able to research. It's just kind of like like because if you trace it back to different like cultures and mythologies, like certain because it's part of the reason why LGBTQ LGBT plus folk uh, really relate to a lot of like various like Roman uh, mythologies and ancient history. Sorry, Greek mythologies, ancient histories, Norse mythologies, because a lot of history. Um, has elements of that of that um, of that culture and those representations in them, but a lot of it's been suppressed and changed over the years by well the people that run the world, and it's just kind of it's just kind of this thing where um it's not like you know like let, let me just throw an example it's not like in ancient Japan you know there was like you know oh there's a non-binary samurai, but there were certain things in there that weren't like um. 
that weren't like conforming to certain, you know, quote unquote masculine, quote unquote feminine and stuff. And a lot of cultures had things like that where they were a little more fluid in thing like like in ancient Greece. Right. Where honestly, if you were a heterosexual, that was almost that was almost weird as opposed because there was a lot of like, you know, gay stuff going on. Well, women, women had a harder time, but it was a patriarchal society. Dudes were boning dudes all the time in ancient Greece. You know, Sappho did not live with her friend on that island. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where it all, uh, not where it all, but that's uh, where you're it, telling. Yes. You're telling the history of uh same sex relationships. Yes. But I'm talking about what the, that's non-binary. What I'm saying, the non-binary stuff can that because you have like, you have like gods that can like, uh, that can like, uh, you know, change appearance and stuff. And you have, uh, you have men and women who, um, who present or, um, who present or um, disguise himself as another and just stuff like that. But I believe the non-binary as we know it is one of those things that might've been around since like most queer pieces in history Uh, back East in New York. I think the term started going around in the seventies or so. You'd have to, I, this is a long time ago I researched up. I probably sound like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But uh, that's basically what I've been able to tell. Basically, they, them, cultures, I'm, we know uh, it. I can't correct you on it either. I'm not like some, I have not studied the like. It's it's really interesting history. I have not studied the history of LGBTQ. It's really interesting history. Yeah. If you ever just want something to do. But yeah. Oh, no, I just need to find the time to sit there. Then certain folks during band practice don't have to, uh, you know. Yeah, I should just learn this history so I could school their fucking ass. That'd be the best. Is it? Is if next time you're in band practice with them? Yeah, let me learn everything. <laughs> so I go fucking like, yeah, let me just do that. Be all fucking angry and spiteful and shit. It's like, uh, it's like you're practicing equality out of rage? Yes. <laughs> sure. All right, let me pause, get the timestamp, and we're going to roll with the fucking to the C-A-R. All right, Ed, what's on for the CR this week? All right, let's get it going. Okay, so um, let me just scroll back up to my notes. I'll play the music. So we've got 1996's uh, Load by Metallica. Uh, so, so this album is infamous in many ways, but it's for its cover. I think it's called, what is it, the Blood and Semen cover? Yeah, it's the Blood and Jizz one. Do you know the story of how that cover came about? Why? No, Why? Kirk Hammett was talking to the singer of Godflesh. Alright. And he showed him a music video where that artist did like art for the music video. And Kirk was like, that's sick. So that's how this came and about. And all the band was like, let's use it. Well, so let's Lars and Kirk were apparently in charge of the band's art direction and image at the time. James Hetfield was kind of off doing whatever. Apparently he hates the album covers. And most of the imagery of the of the albums. Like some of the music, though. Speaking of which, I like this song. Oh, yeah? This is track one, Ain't My Bitch. I gave it a light seven. I'll say it right now. It's fun, it's bouncy, and it's catchy. It's a really fun opener. I like it. All right. Well, for me, I just wrote down, bro. This sounds like Nickelback, bro. How does it? Wait. You can hear Chad Berman's voice. No, it does. No, no. But it's a little bit better. <laughs> sure. Cha. I'm just saying, you can hear Chad Kruger's voice singing this kind of shit. 
But either way, there's not there's lyrics also about a, sex. Also, there's a stupidly twangy ass guitar solo. Oh but yeah, this yeah. has like good riffs and fun energy. I gave it a high six out of ten. Yeah, it's pretty fun. All right, next one. This is um, oh. This is two by four. This is a personal favorite of me and my dad. I remember I threw this album on one time, and uh, he liked the first song. Like, yeah, this is fun. We got to two by four, and I could see him like headbanging a bit. He was bopping his head, and when the song ends, he leans over to me. We're on a drive, and he goes, um, "If you want to play that one again, you can." I'm like, "Hell yeah, I'm playing it again." Uh, light eight for me, maybe too high, but I think this song's very underrated. It's very fun. I'm gonna make you. Oh, no. You're ready to hop no, over No, you me. can't. You can't do this to me. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not a fan of this bad metal blues style riff for the verse. And honestly, the song was putting me to sleep while oh. listening to it in the car. I'm sorry. Five out of ten. Oh, what the fuck? I knew Dylan being there would, would ruin it for you. Ow. Well, because he doesn't like love, but I, wait, no, you said that wasn't gonna influence you. That wasn't gonna influence me. I'm sorry, I'm listening to my. I'm low key, like, feel like falling asleep. Actually, but this riff's feeling a little bit kinder on me right now. I'll give it a high five out of ten, alright? Okay. But I remember it's most of the song. I was sitting there just like, dude, what is this? Uh, it's Blues Talica, dog. I'm not a fan. Alright, let's go to the track, to track three. Okay, so this is the house that Jack built. It's a mid-six, maybe a light six. This is a song that every time I hear it, because I'll be honest, I mean, you hear it. This song, to me, doesn't start off the best. And I always think, yeah, this is a skip. But I think the song, once it gets going, gets a little better. I like the chorus. But yeah, like I said, mid-six for me. So I was like, yeah, this is a pretty low-energy song, and the chorus is very awkward compared to the song. Five out of ten. The higher you all, the farther you fall down. Yep. Uh, so let me get to. Oh, here we go. So this is track four. Until it sleeps. Strong seven for me. Very underrated. The song is also about. The song is also about Huffield's mother. Uh, specifically the, can- the her cancer battle. The it in the lyrics has been theorized by fans that when he says it. And the song's like, It Holds Me or whatever. Might be referring to cancer as a metaphor. But yeah, I think the bass and drum rhythm are real highlights in this one. Yeah. Uh, so, I just wrote down, whoa, Metallica's trying to play Nevermind Nirvana. Oh, come on! Six out of ten. But this had a lot more going on compared to the last two songs. Sorry, this is just like sounds like yeah. This sounds like sounds like you've never even listened to Nevermind, have you? Uh, But am I wrong? Yes. Yeah, I think so. You think? Well, this does not sound like Nevermind. But I feel like Nirvana has played like this soft, but then goes really like feisty. Oh well, yeah, sure they've done that. Kirk, Kirk's done that, but Kurt has done yeah, that. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of like hit huge Nirvana songs do that. Or well, at least there might be li- well, that's literally what Smells Like Teen Spirit does. So, Yeah, but that's off Nevermind. Which, yeah. You know, maybe I should uh, research that uh, comment a little bit more and actually listen to Nevermind, but... They've sure. only got three albums. Well, I will tell you this. 
Metallica's trying to play Smell Like Teen, like Smell Like Teen Spirit. How about that? Well, I remember. Oh yeah, this one's for Dylan. Uh, track five, King Nothing. I'm curious what you thought about this song first, actually. Uh, well, so the chorus really makes the song seem better than it actually is. But Def has more energy going on for it. Six out of ten, but you could give it a high six. Okay. That's all I can say. Like, literally, I feel like most of the songs just eh, but like the chorus is like, you know what? This chorus makes the song just seem better than it actually That bass line, though. It's good shit. Uh, I give this one an eight. This song, okay, so, well, I was originally going to joke and be like, yeah, this song's a two, because fuck Dylan, because he said this album sucks, uh, but this is like his favorite Metallica song, or it's one of them. That's what he says. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just good. You it's can catch- call the fool up right now if you wanted to. This song is its just really good. It's catchy. It's memorable chorus. And my notes here are that bass line is thebomb.com. So moving on to track um, yeah. uh, six here. This is Hero of the Day. Another song that I think is underrated as hell. I love the interplay of uh, soft to hard music. Um, it's just good all around. And uh, I think like... Minute and a half, two minutes in, uh, just the build up to the double bass. Uh, it's just really good. Uh, it sounds good too. So I gave this one a. Um, I gave this one another eight. Alright, so for me, this is a bad comparison, but it seems like Metallica is trying to play Foo Fighters right now. Low five out of ten. Five out of ten? Hero of the day. This song is so good. It's so good. But let's move on. Fine. Moving on. Ooh, here we go. Uh, this is another. This is bleeding me. Track seven. <sighs> another strong eight. This song is a hidden gem. Fun fact: that's not all that fun. This song is lyrically said to be a reflection from Hetfield about his alcoholism. Uh, but yeah, I love. How's this. that going? Um. So I love this riff. Uh, it also this opening riff that kind of functions as the main riff, and it takes three minutes to get there, so we won't be able to show you. But I love the chorus. Unless you want to, unless you want to skip forward, yeah, I'll show folks the chorus. I'll skip. But there. I can tell you this: like for a ballad, it starts out pretty whatever. Like I'm sorry, but like we're traveling with this song, and I'd start clonking out. But then I start waking up. I'm like, is this the same song? This song is... Like, this song picks up somewhere. So I'm sitting there like, you know what? I'll give it a low 6 out of 10. This song is 8 minutes long. Yeah. When the song gets <laughs> going... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. It's the build-up. It's telling you a story. Like, I'm fine with, like, good epic Metallica songs, and they made an epic Metallica song. And maybe... I, like... I said, I, I should re-listen to this one, because that opening part... Put me this was not making me crash out. You didn't love that riff? It's so good though. The dude is too dreamy. Yeah, it's awesome. I had to wake up early that day. Oh. <laughs> well, come, here, here, here. I want to showcase the part. The uh, the Just showcase your part, baby. Yeah, dude. The uh, the uh, the bridge riff, whatever you call this. This is chunky. Yeah, oh. I'm just like waking up. I was like. Wait, what's that? Wait, are we still on the same song? Holy shit, the song actually doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, and then everything comes in. Kiss couldn't write that. Anyway, 
So moving on. Okay, so I've made it very clear. Clearly, I love side A of this record. Side B falls off pretty hard for me. For me. So I can only imagine how these songs felt to you. Bro, was this even vinyl at the time? I feel like this is only CD. Well, wasn't it cassette? It might be cassette, yeah. So this song is called Cure. This is maybe a light six. Like, it's kind of catchy, but for me, the last, like, six or seven songs are just straight bangers. And the song starts off, and I'm like, this feels like filler. It's just okay. So, yeah, it's it's a low six for me. I wrote down, damn, the song's pretty bad. Low five out of ten. Next is Poor Twisted Me. This one, I don't know if I like this more or less than Cure. I gave it a low six again. I mean, it's harmless. Okay, so when you hear people make fun of this record and call it bluesy or country or whatever, I feel like these are the songs that they're like mostly focusing on. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much notes. It's just kind of uh, like you could hear it. It's just kind of... It's, it's okay. What? So, with this song nine, right? Yeah. So I wrote down four out of ten. This is bad. Never mind. It gets shittier as it goes. Three out of ten. I was like, fuck, bro. I don't want to listen to this. You went from giving this the lowest score out of any Metallica song you've heard so far to even lower than you've heard so far. I'm sorry. I, I know I didn't like this. I know I didn't care for the song much, but ouch. Okay, next is... um. Oh yeah, next is um, yeah. Wasting My Hate track Let 10. me tell you this. Sure. I just wrote down, bro, where did this song come from? This has way, way, this has like way too much more energy than needed. I'll give it a 6 out of 10. Or a light 6 out of 10. It's in the between of that. Yeah, I wrote here, this song to me, like once it gets going like here and stuff, this, I think this was the one, uh, this, this, album just, this song just kind of reminded me of like a Motley Crue song. I don't know what it is. It just felt really glam. Well, there's also Bob Rock. Though. Well, yeah. Okay. So next is... Okay. Here's the country song, everybody. Uh, so I'm going to be up front. I think this is a strong seven. I think objectively, it's a well-written and played song. And unsurprisingly, this relates to Hetfield's mom again. And I don't know. Ever since I heard this song, it's just a real like heartstring puller um the lyrics are pretty upfront on this one i mean there's a lyric i think on the bridge where he's like i need your arms around me but a cold stone's all i see and i'm like ouch but yeah I like, i'll just skip ahead but yeah i like the song all right i just wrote down the verses are tight but when the band comes in it's pretty bad and skippable light five out of ten you know what it, you know what it is for me i could have done without the slide guitar that um, that plays up there in the. Come on. I'm just saying, like when it's just Hetfield, yeah. But when the band comes in, we don't need them. Yeah, this actually might have been better if it was just an acoustic song. Yeah, just leave it to Hetfield. We don't need the band. Yeah. And they throw. There's like a synth in the background too. Did you notice that? There's like little... I'm sorry, it just suit. sounds bad. This needs to be more stripped out. What did you give it, you said? Light 5 out of 10. Ouch. What'd you give it? Oh, yeah, you said 7, right? Yeah, I always like that song. Oh. Okay, so... Oh, God. So next is, um... Thorn Within. 
This is okay. This is definitely another song I would say is a skip. Um, like I, I kind of always forget about it, but I don't know. The main riff's kind of fun. Chorus is all right. Um, and I wrote here, I can totally understand how this record would feel like it's going on too long at this point, though. Yeah. Yeah. I just wrote down, yeah, this is some butt rockery. I gave it a high four out of ten. Yeah, it's pretty butt rock. Okay, here we go. This is the only song on the album. This is Ronnie. This is the... This is the only song in the album where I'm like, okay, that's a skip. This is like, I know the other songs have been kind of like bluesy and whatever, but this is like too bluesy. I could debate, I could debate with any, with you or anyone, like what the other songs on this record are. Sure. I don't know. I just think this song is boring. And if you're listening to this record uninterrupted and you get to this song, it feels boring. You're drained. I gave this one a mid to low five out of 10. I just wrote down, I feel sorry for Ronnie, but this song is some suck. Four out of ten. I feel sorry for Ronnie. I feel sorry for Ronnie, but that song blows. It's really not that good. That's like the only song on the album. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't like this. Okay, so this last song, this next song, is a, uh, this is a real classic. This is one of those songs that besides like King Nothing, Hero of the Day, and Until It Sleeps, this is a song that's a really like... Uh, beloved gem by people who like this record. This is Outlaw Torn. It's it's basically ten minutes. It's nine and, and three quarters, but it, it it's ten minutes. Um, and I feel really bad for this song because it's a ten minute song. After this record's already been going for like an hour, and it's like you know, I can understand how someone's like, I've been here for an hour. I'm drained. But damn it, dude, this song is so fucking cool. I gave it an eight because it really is. It's, it's, I don't know if it's the best song in the album, but I think it's one of them. And I wrote here, they should have just cut like all of side B, but kept but this song. So yeah, what are your thoughts? I wrote down finally the fucking last song. Holy shit. Now that riff that you heard in the beginning, I think it's fine. But the rest of the song is so stupid slow. And it does not go anywhere. And I'm sorry, it's very, very, very boring. It's just a bad jam. I'm sorry, three out of ten. Three out of ten? I was so bored. I was bored. I wanted it to be over. I'm sorry, my dude. I tried to give it a fair listen. I'm listening to this. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh my god. And listen to how the drums play with the bass. Yeah, but I'm like, can I throw some Judas Priest already, bro? Oh. But that's that's not fair. Judas Priest blows away like everybody. Well. Like everybody. Well, not Metallica. Well, not, not Metallica. Good, not good of Metallica, but this Metallica. Well, that's why these records are contentious. Seriously, this song goes nowhere. It's this. It's just meant to be a like like it's just a mellow, chilling, headbanger jam, dude. Bro, this ain't that headbanging. This is not fucking Metallica. <laughs> well, it says Metallica on the cover, and that's Hetfield singing. Yeah, but is this fucking Metallica? No. I'm gonna be honest. This, if you, I'm gonna be completely honest, I think you throw this record on, and if you t- and you showed it to someone who didn't know. They, I could totally get how someone could understand, think, like this and the Black Album were made by two separate bands. This is by these. These are two separate bands. 
I don't know what was going on when they decided to write this. They've never really, like, extensively talked about it. They're just kind of like, yeah, you know, we were just chilling and, like, James What has- the fuck is this? Well, how, how did they went from the Black Album, all that shit, to this? Because I've never listened to this. And I was sitting there, I was like, I get Maybe it's the environment of the mid-90s. Maybe they've just been with all these alternative, like, just all, these alter- all these alt-rock bands playing all this kind of, like, more, like, stripped-down bluesier style, whatever. Your Pearl Jams, your Nirvanas, your Soundgardens. Well, Nirvana's gone by this yes. point, but yes. But, like, those bands are still huge. But those bands and bands that are inspired by them are all over the place. Yes. Post-grunge is in full effect at this point. Yes, post-grunge. Whatever. The rock environment of the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely blended Metallica for whatever reason. And maybe they were enjoying that shit and decided to write it themselves. But they can't. Which is interesting because... Well, it seems like you had a lot of songs like, oh yeah, no, this is a bit. Like, no, there's like a couple songs that I'm like, oh yeah. There's a reason why those songs stand off the, out, off the album. But everything else is just like, dude, what the fuck? Well, you know... I, I think I think that because Black Album showed right that these guys are like these guys can be songwriters. So I think when they went to this record and reload, because they probably were like, hey, you know, let's just I don't know, let's just write some songs or something. Because nothing nothing on this record feels like it was trying to. I've heard people say they feel like this and Reload sound too commercial. Like they're trying too hard to be like what was on the radio back then. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why I was saying it. Like a lot of the rock at the time bled into this. Yeah. So after, but yeah, no, I'm sorry. That's what I was like. Go through this record. It's like, bro, this is not fucking Metallica. This is some. It's a different band. That's what I was saying. Like Black Album and Reload. Never mind Black Album and the first four albums. Black Album and Load sound like two different bands. I can yeah. totally get how someone would think that. Now, is Reload uh, is Reload harder? Well, or is I, it more of this? Well, I don't remember if you told... Keep in mind, I like Load. I like Load a lot. Reload, I don't really like. So if you didn't like Load, you're probably not going to like Reload or even I'm gonna, more. Or I'm going to like Reload. I don't know. They're pretty I, opposite on this one. Yeah. It's sort of more of the same. They do a couple little things different. This one really, this record leans a little more into the um, into the con- uh, like country. Um, I guess you could say alternative grungy, which I heard some people. Whatever, I heard yeah, some people yeah. call I, this yeah. record grunge talica, alt talica, whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, well, this is definitely alt talica. I can say that. I actually, wrote- I don't like alt talica. Yeah, I actually wrote here. I, Give I, me fucking Metallica. A fucking Metallica. But now we got like uh, so many more records left to listen to. Uh oh yeah, that's right. We're doing Lily too. Shit. Well, out of a score of 140, I'd really love to know your score because I gave it a I'm 90. Not, I am not mathing this. Well, I'm not right now. I'm just saying in general. Yeah, I gave it a 90. I I th- I just think this record just has a lot of good music. I mean, I understand. Especially if you're us and we've been listening to the last five albums straight, you go into this being like, "Yeah, more Metallica." And me, I've heard this album. I've listened to this album for years, so I've had time for things of parts of it to grow on me. Um, or because some of it I liked right away, some of it I didn't. Um, but you've never listened to this record, before. no? And I did not like my experience. So I, 
you know, I can get how that could happen. So, yeah. I really, I really, I really think what would have benefited this record in Reload is if they just trimmed it up. Because this has 14 songs, Reload has 14 songs. And Metallica even said years later, they're just kind of, I think Lars or James said in an interview, they're just like, yeah, you know, we just, uh, we just didn't, we just didn't have the guts to cut anything, basically. So that's why these two records are like 60 plus minutes of songs. So I feel like the filler, them. I feel like the filler is even stronger. I even made a mock cut up. Cut the fucking songs. I literally made a thing here in my notes where I'm like, literally, if they had just redid the record and just did what I would have done was keep the first two songs, skip House of Jack build, then keep everything from Until It Sleeps to Bleeding Me, and then have the last two songs be Mama Said and Outlaw Torn. Guarantee that record would have sounded better. And it would have oh, been no, it would have been like 48 minutes. What's the bangers off fucking reload? Was it Unforgiving 2 and the Plague singles? And Fuel? The singles. Yeah. How about you just use all the singles from Fuel? all the- Re, uh, fuel, memory remains, and unforgiven too. How about yeah? You just use all the fucking singles from both these records. You would have a little bit better of a record. And those records were recorded at the same time. Yeah, I would just say it would still be alt Talica, but it might be stronger. It'd be a little bit stronger. Yeah. Here's the thing: like the good songs, I don't mind. I'm like, yeah, you no, know these are good songs. Yeah, I didn't like them as much as me, but you still liked them. I like them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah, this is seven, eight. I'm like, bro, what are you talking I just, about? I just, I just think that they're well-written I'm songs. Like, this song is not compared to the bangers that are battery. Like, that's an eight for See, me. but that's what everybody does. They compare it to... The, Here's they should have let the record well, let stand on its that. own. No. Well, I guess if you still if it still stands on its own, you don't it's like just it. The vibe, okay, then like, fuck no, me. No, the vibe but. that hits me. If the song feels like an eight to you, that's an eight to you. Yeah. That means you just like the song as much as you like battery. Unless you don't. That mathematically might be different. Well, I don't really look at it as like, oh, I gave eight a battery. So I gave battery an eight. So if I gave Hero of the Day an eight, that means I think one is better or or I think they're the same or something like that. I wouldn't say that. You like them both the same. Like battery is maybe a better song. Well, it's a better metal song, obviously, but it's that. I don't know how to explain it. Oh, for me, there's a little bit more with battery. Then it came out, but was this the reload? And then if it's gonna be like use your illusion, where I'm like, fucking, <laughs> you would have a way better record if you just pick the great strong ones and just cut it the fuck down. God, you didn't. Uh, I, there's so many records we listen to. It's like cut down the shit. It'd yeah. be like so like much. Like G Love and Special Sauce didn't need to be 16 songs. G Love and Special Sauce just doesn't need to exist. <laughs> How about that? Sinead O'Connor didn't need to be 12, what was it, 12 or 13 songs? The one we listened to for her? Sinead O'Connor can. When you're weird like that, I think you just do it to do. That's fair. And we're just just stuck to listen. That's fair. I'm just saying. Sinead O'Connor is a different thing. That's That's where it's like, you just did to do. What about Kiss? Kiss, uh... No. Kiss usually has like 10 to 14 track records. No. Well, no. Was this better than Lick It Up? You motherfucker. You're thinking about it. I have to. I literally have to. All right. Wait, we're going to, listeners, we're going to pause to allow me to think and grab a timestamp for the main event, and then we'll come back. Okay. All right, listeners, to anyone that's just jumping forward with the timestamps, it's now time for the main event. 
Come on and slam, and welcome to the main play this song. Actually, yeah, fuck it. Why don't you play that song? Oh, I, I was, I was, I'm fucking going get to. this hype, this hype this shit up. What we watched this week? We watched motherfucking Space Jam. Motherfucking Space Jam. Tell me about Space Jam. Okay, so wow, we are awkwardly waiting for this goddamn intro. So. Spe- Space Jam. Where is, are you at on the song? Are I'm you- trying to get there. Space Jam is the is the best crossover since Kingdom Hearts. Michael Jordan. In, while he played, b- before he came back to basketball, played basketball with Bugs Bunny while he was playing baseball and saved the world or some shit from aliens. And that's canon. I don't care what anyone says. That's what happened. And yeah, and then, so let's just get in the review once this, once the song will play. Oh my God. That is not the Space Jam theme. It's an ad for Afrin. plans, and boom. The kid gets sick. Children's Afrin. Ridiculously fast nasal congestion. I'm leaving it in. The wow is real. I'm you know what? Yeah, leave it in. Leave it in. I am leaving Everybody it in. Everybody get up. It's time to slam. Okay. So this movie. So this movie. And the song fucking play. So first off, I don't I don't know if I've ever told you this, but unironically, Space Jam is like my favorite soundtrack of all time. This song plays. So the movie opens up, right? And <laughs> welcome to the jam. Yeah. The movie opens up with Michael with a young Michael Jordan. A young supposed Michael Jordan. Supposed Michael Jordan. He's practicing. It's like after midnight on a school night, I guess, or whatever. And his dad comes out, and it's actually kind of funny because as he's shooting hoops, uh, I believe I can fly comes on, and I'm like, yeah, I love this song, but then I'm like. Wait, that's R. Kelly. Fuck. Anyway, oh, I gotta say one thing. What? My fucking podcast notes not saved to the drive. So I'm going off memory on this one, listeners. Don't worry, I've got this movie pretty, pretty, pretty well memorized. There's uh, this movie. There's not a lot going on. Not much. It's a pretty easy memory. Shit happens. Shit happens. But I remember the shit. I watched it last week. I got this. So yeah, his dad comes right, out. Let's, let's do this. So yeah, young Michael. Yeah. Balling in the back. His pops comes out. It's also midnight. Yeah. His pops comes out. I was like, yo, Michael, why are you pl- why are you out? It's midnight. You need to go to bed. And then young Michael proceeds to list off his goals. He's like, he's like, I want to play on a championship team. And then I want and then I want to graduate. And then I want to play in the NBA. No, no, he's like, I want to play in North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I want to play in North Carolina. And then bring it. I want to go. Then then go to the NBA. I want to be in a, like a, yeah. I want to be in a fucking championship team and fucking. And what's up, good? I want to be like you, dad, and play baseball. Which I started fucking laughing. <laughs> Don't worry. So did the movie. So his dad's like, hey, you know, now that's a sport. And I bet once you're done with all that, you're gonna fly, huh? And then Michael Jordan in slow motion. Starts running to the ball, running the running the ball down, and you know that was the thing. His dad's like, "All right, you need to go to bed." And he's like, "All right, we'll go to bed so you can't make a sh- when you miss a shot." And Michael just doesn't miss. Nope, just hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm I'm just, I'm just gonna play the section here because God damn it, fucking YouTube. You know, there's a thing called Spotify that's got these fucking songs. Actually, most of the soundtrack is not available on Spotify. It's, it's fucking it's, Space Jam is. That's what I mean. Most some of the so, most of the songs are. I don't remember if that one is or not. Baseball. Yeah, now that's a sport. See now this is see I'm playing this for posterity. 
fly, huh? So he says that, and then Michael turns around. The hype ass soundtrack plays, yes. and he starts dribbling in slow motion. And as he's dribbling, they intercut these shots throughout Michael's career in the future going on, right? And I'm sort of like, damn, dude, 90s Michael Jordan must have been sick as fuck to watch. Once we get there. And then, bam, big title cards. Michael Jordan, slam dunk. Bugs Bunny, slam dunks. Bam, bam, bam. And then, um, yeah. Space Jam. And then they show... They show a clip package of Michael of Michael Jordan's entire life through pictures and footage of him playing basketball. They're playing him up like he's the son of God. Was he the son of God of basketball at the time? They're playing him up like he is basketball God. Like, it's not even funny. Actually, no, it is funny. It's hilarious. Because the thing is, they were right. This dude shows up. Did you know the Chicago Bulls only have six championship wins? And they're all the ones he won them in their entire history to this day? Yeah, no, I did not know that. I do not know the NBA that well. It's I know hilarious. NFL a little bit more. That's fair. But yeah, it's just great. It, it's awesome. It's maybe the best intro to a movie ever. And then, once that's all done, once the hype decides. Hype decides. After you got the hype and said, whoop, there it is. Um... We come back to Michael Jordan talking about, hey, guys, I'm going to go play baseball. Yeah, he's like, sitting there, he's like you know what, guys? He's got his Hitler mustache Yeah, it was. On. He won like the three titles, and he's like, you know what? At this point in my basketball career, I just think it's time for me to move on to whatever he said. And then, yeah, he's going to play baseball. And then we go to space. Yeah, we're just rambling now off into space now. Where like because Michael decided I'm gonna play baseball, which Laughlin might know. <laughs> Is this movie literally gonna be roasting his attempt to play baseball, bro? What? I was actually surprised how much they roasted it. I haven't seen this movie in years. I'm I haven't like, seen dude. it in like years. I was like, dude, they kicked his baseball career in the dick in this movie. <laughs> oh, this movie. This movie was a roast on him attempting to do baseball. Like his basketball. Sad. I was like, it's sad though too. He really wanted to do it because for his dad. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's like, I want to be like my dad and play baseball. And everyone's like, just go play basketball. Yeah. Just stop. Just stop. It was like, we love you, Michael, but but can you please play basketball? Literally, the whole movie is just like, why are you playing baseball? Why are you playing baseball? That's that's actually a plot point later in the movie too. So yeah. After that, we go to this trashy amusement park space planet called Moron Mountain. I get it, like Magic Mountain. And fuck, bro, there's some dated-looking CGI in this movie. Oh, yeah, it's a 90-fucking-6. What do you suspect? But anyway, it's an evil theme park, you guys. And then we meet Danny DeVito. That's not his character's name, but I never learned it. And come on, it's Danny DeVito. It's his voice. He's an evil theme park owner, and he's like, we need new attractions. People hate my theme park. We need something, and he sits his fat ass on the remote that turns on like 80 television screens. He's like, we need something something wacky, something nutty, and one of his henchmen's right, because there's like six little assistants, guys, and one of them's like, you need something loony? He's like, loony? So he turns around and sees on the TV the Looney Tunes doing their hype-ass Looney Tune violent bullshit. And he's like, yes, get these crazy violent animals in my theme park. 
And one of the little assistants and one of the, the blue ones just like, hey, so I don't know if it's a big deal. This is literally how this dude talks. I don't know if it's a big deal. But I was just wondering, what if they can't come? And he's like, make them. Make them. <laughs> so then we go back down to earth and we watch Michael Jordan suck at baseball. <laughs> oh, the greatest joke in the movie. They make sure to they make sure to have the uh, the the catcher dude thank Michael Jordan for autographing a baseball, and then there's this part where he's trying to help Michael hit these swings, but Michael still can't hit them. There's one where he's like, where he's like, all right, don't swing. He doesn't swing ball. Then the next one, he's like, all right, swing on this one, and then he's like, and then Michael misses. He's like, what the hell? Well, he doesn't say that. But. What the hell? It's like I want to hit it. Yeah, and then the last one, he strikes out. And he's just like, eh, well, okay, bomber. And everyone's but, like, you did a good job, Michael. You did a good job. Yeah, he goes to his and dugout. You can see, yeah, you can just see Michael's like, can you just, can you like, everyone, shut the fuck up? Yeah. I did a terrible job. Yeah, literally. He says, oh, it doesn't get, oh, I get annoyed with that when I'm sitting there. It's like, I, I, I know I've done better. I could do better. And you got some guys like, no, you did a really good job. Fuck off. You mean like how in uh, how in practice sometimes where we do a run through of a song and we're like, oh, damn it, that didn't sound good. And then a certain band member is just like, I thought that sounded good. You sounded fine. It's like, that did not sound fine. <laughs> no, I did not. sound. I did not feel fine with that. And I was sitting there was like, no, if that was recorded, it would have been a disaster. Yeah. Fuck <clears throat> off. So he strikes. It's a fight. So he gets to his dugout and literally it's like everyone's like one guy says something to the effect of like, hey, Mike, you know, that strikeout, Mike. And yeah, I was a good strikeout, Mike. That was a good strikeout. Well, and then this and then this Mexican dude's like, hey, man, when you look good, when you strike oh man, because, man, when I strike out, it don't look so good. But when you strike out, man, you look good. <laughs> and Michael's just sitting there, like you said, with the because because Michael is all about hey, you like you look if, great when you suck. Like when we suck, we don't look great. But you, oh, dude, you look awesome when you suck. Yeah, I don't look good when I strike out, man. And then we meet a guy named Stan, aka Wayne Knight, aka Tantor, aka that dude from Jurassic Park and Rat Race. And he's put in charge of Michael by the baseball team manager or whatever to basically be his assistant. Um, and so yeah, he drops in on Michael. Like literally, he hangs like over over the dugout. Oh god, this guy. Yeah, and then he just falls. I I'm gonna be honest. I remember him be like I like Wayne Knight, but I remember his character in this movie being a little more funny and endearing. He was just kind of annoying in this movie. Oh, he was very fucking annoying in this movie. I forgot I wrote a little thing here because I I was talking about how you know they're just like hey Mike, good job on that strikeout. I wrote hey, he- hey Mike, hey Mike, good strike. I'm I your publicist. He- I wrote here in my notes. I'm just like I wrote here. His entire shaft is in their mouths. Yep. So, yeah, then we see a rocket ship fly by the baseball field. And And Michael's like, huh? (laughs) And dive into the earth. It's the little alien dudes, and they're driving to Toontown. Wait, no, Toontown was our driver. They're driving to, I don't know, Looney Tune Land or whatever. And then after 10 plus minutes into this movie, we finally see some Looney Tunes. Bugs Bunny is he's being chased by Elmer Fudd. Classic. And Bugs in this movie, fun fact, is voiced by Billy West, who you'll probably know as Fry from Futurama. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, wait who's vo- wait who's voicing? Wait, who's Fry voicing? Fry's voicing Bugs. He, oh shit! Really? He, he was a he was Bugs's voice actor for a while, but he hasn't voiced him in a long time. Yeah, which is a shame because I thought he did a really good job. He did a fucking awesome job. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> the aliens literally just land right on Elmer Fudd's head, and 
they walk down, you know, they 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 talk, go talk to Bugs, and they're just like, hey, Mr. Rabbit, have you seen Bugs Bunny? And Bugs looks at the audience, and he's like, oh, I don't know, does he got long ears like this? Does he hop around like this? And does he say, oh, hey, dog, does he, uh, uh, oh, let me give this a shot. <clears throat> What's up, Doc? That's nah, not good. So they're like, yeah, bro. And he's like, no, I never, never heard of him. And they're like, oh, and then he walks away and, you know, whatever. But then he gets blasted never by, him. but then he gets blasted by many lasers. And he's like, oh, these aliens have dangerous laser weapons. They were not fooled. The orange one, who's, I guess, mostly the leader is like, yeah, he said, he literally says, gather up your tomb pals. We're taking you for a ride. And then the blue one's like, yeah, totally. It's like, where are we going? Smack. He gets smacked so hard, the scene transitions. We see Stan taking Jordan home, and Jordan is like, thanks, Sherm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's Stan, Michael. But he's like, but it's okay, you can call me Sherm. But and he may and we hear him say, by the way, I followed your whole career, and you're like the best athlete ever. And Jordan's just like no, can he sucks just, at baseball. He's like, can you just let me out of your car? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those old cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why like, he takes Michael. I was like, where's the fucking bus? <laughs> Dude, where's that stupid, like, Michael bus that he, like, used for fucking baseball? Oh, you know they wouldn't let... You know they wouldn't show that. They wouldn't... No, no. We had to get sure to drive fucking Michael home. We had to make sure... So we Michael, had to, very reserved, conservative-looking ass to make, We had to make Michael Jordan look as conservative and humble and unegotistical as possible. Which, to be fair, I've seen basketball players not as good as him have twice the ego. But... Come on, the guy has an ego. I'm not saying it's undeserved. He's Michael fucking Jordan. Yeah, but we go to his house. Is like you have such a normal house. Yeah, for Michael Jordan, he looks like he lived at my house, but with a second story. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, except when you actually go inside the house, it's way more bigger than it came. At. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came off way more bigger than it actually looked outside. So Jordan, so Jordan gets home. Wayne Wayne Knight leaves, and then uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and. This fat fuck bulldog comes charging at him named Charles, by the way, which I can guarantee you was a rib on Charles Barkley because him and Jordan were friends. Bro, this movie ribs on Charles the whole entire time. Yes, this movie also has Charles Barkley, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. He's listed like third or fourth or fifth in the cast list, too. Charles Barkley. Yeah, Charles Barkley. He's a bus rider. Bus rider. Shaq, don't be a Karen. Don't you better stop yelling at me, Karen. And Shaq just starts laughing. <sighs> How many rings you got, Chuck? How many rings you got, Chuck? You guys gotta check out inside the NBA. I don't give a shit if you don't like basketball. Those four are just great. So anyway, Jordan's family comes home. I don't know if the, this wasn't not his real wife and kids, by the way, but fun fact, uh his wife in this movie was the wife of Martin Lawrence in Bad Boys. Cool. So that's cool. Bad boys. <laughs> So Jordan's family comes home and he and uh his his wife and their kids and their oldest kid comes home and he's like and uh she says that he's mad because he had a bad game. He's like, "Oh, why?" And she says his batting average is now a .685. And I looked it up. That's fucking great. Like an average, if you're a batter, your average is somewhere between high 300s and 500. And I know it's Little League, but if he's batting .685, that dude's fucking playing World Series. 
on these kids because he's Michael Jordan's kid. Because Michael Jordan sucks at baseball, that doesn't mean his kid does. Yeah. So, wait, 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 like, is he all sad that he's playing better than his fucking dad? I don't know. No, no. I think it's just because I guess he normally does even better. So I don't know. No, oh, he's just being Michael Jordan's kid. Oh, it's also hilarious like, that I'm not doing as good as I usually am. It's also really hilarious, too, because like the kids, right? They come running out of the van because Jordan's wife drives them. And they're and, like, oh, my God, it's Michael Jordan. Yeah, they're like, bye, Mr. Jordan. And then they get driven away by their parents and they you hear them all go, bye, Michael. I'm like. Could they could they be could they be sucking his shaft any harder, guys? No. They can go even Listen, harder. I get it. He's Michael Jordan. Yeah, he was the man in the nineties. But he's still a fucking human being. I get it. I get it. You know, after Larry Bird and Magic Johnson held down the eighties, he basically single handedly held it down in the nineties until Shaq and Kobe showed up. I get it. Yeah. Wait, was Shaq even good? Um you know what the problem with Shaq was? Yes, but he didn't have Kobe's work ethic. He was actually, and my dad, if he was here, he'd fight me on this, even if he was even if he was sober. But he was actually a really good athlete. He could move. He had actually some speed and power. His problem was, similar to Charles Barkley, didn't have the best work ethic. Like he worked out, but he wasn't like Kobe, who would show up hours before everyone else, and he would just drill he would just drill and he had like this mindset uh they they tell stories about yeah, that's kobe. why like kobe's like you know fucking next level that's why kobe won five rings yeah and the last two were basically by himself and, but yeah that that was Shaq's whole thing so they're kobe. all like so he goes in and by the way as everyone's being like bye mr jordan bye michael the soundtrack is playing the most sickeningly sweet music you've ever heard in your life. It's ridiculous. He sounds like he's, he's they're playing it off like he's a war vet who single-handedly saved the town. <sighs> Maybe he did. It's Michael Jordan. So he goes in his house, and the universe is just roasting his baseball career. <laughs> he tells his wife, man, I suck today. And his, this was funny. His wife asks, did they get mad at you about it, or were they mean about it or something? He goes, no worse they were really polite about it <laughs> and then there's this fucking asshole on the news just making fun of him just like he says he says it like disaster again in the baseball field for michael jordan disaster in the field for michael jordan i, I actually got a quote here and the guy says man watching this hurts me more than it does you michael <laughs> so he's like <laughs> So his kid is like, and even his kid is like, yeah, you know what, Dad? You should open up your stance more. And Jordan's just looking at him like, all right. All right. So eventually he gets fed up and he's like, oh, actually, I wrote here in my notes. So I wanted to ask, hey, audience, did you guys know Michael Jordan didn't have a good baseball career? No. He did not transition to baseball well. So he gets, uh, he doesn't actually get pissed, but he just flips the channel over to uh, Looney Tunes. It's a uh, Roadrunner Wiley Coyote one. Those were always the best. And he leaves the room, and then uh, all of a sudden, Porky fucking Pig comes on screen. And he's like, bleh, 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 bleh. stop this cartoon. I can't really do the Porky voice. I can do the, that's all, folks. It, it's not good. We need a union meeting right now. Yeah, he's like, stop this cartoon. We have an emergency cartoon character union meeting. Cartoon characters are canonically or unionized. We have an emergency union cartoon meeting right now. So Roadrunner runs off. Wiley Coyote gets flung up in the air because he was like walking across a wire with like an anvil, but he dropped the anvil before he got off. 
And then there's a great little gag here because we go to Toon Hall in Looney Tune Land and there's a funny little side gag where it says, Tonight, aliens turn us into slaves. Saturday, Tony Bennett. <laughs> so then, and then finally, the real movie, the star of the movie shows up. My boy, Daffy Duck, shows up in a towel because he just got out of the shower and he was like, fuck it, I'm going in wet. But yeah, what's this meeting going on? What's this meeting? No, that's Sylvester. Well, it's weird because La- Daffy Duck kind of just has a lisp, but it's yeah. really intense. Anyway, so uh, Bugs hands the mic over to the aliens. Bugs all wrapped up in chains. And he's like, and the orange one is like, you are now uh, prisoners. And the Looney Tunes just fucking laugh at them. It's great. So till the orange one just evaporates Yosemite Sam who pulls his guns out on him. And it's like, ouch. And they're like, we surrender. Yeah. Everyone's all like, we surrender. And so, uh, so Bugs like, wait a minute, uh, you gotta give us the right to defend ourselves. And he like, he pulls out this book. I think it was supposed to be like yeah, a, how to steal, so how to like freaking steal someone. Yeah, yeah. How to like how to conquer. enslave someone. Yeah, how to yeah. conquer enslave someone. And he just writes it on a sticky note. He's like, give them a chance to defend ourselves. And the little aliens are like, yeah, yeah. It's very clearly known. It's very clearly in the rule book. Uh, well, it's uh, very clearly in the note in the rule book right here. So. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? So Bugs calls a council. He's like, we have to confer of the five Looney Tunes pillars, I guess, which is just him, Daffy, Porky, Elmer, and Sylvester. I guess that line makes sense, but I'm like, couldn't they have brought in Foghorn Leghorn? Oh, by the way, fun fact, Sylvester and Foghorn in this movie are both voiced by Bill Farmer. Goofy. (laughs) So they're talking and they realize, wait a minute, they're short and small, short arms and legs, not fast, can't jump real high. Uh huh. We challenge you to a basketball game. Yeah, we challenge you to a basketball game. And they're like, "All right, what's basketball?" <laughs> so the tune, so the Looney Tunes fuck up because then they show them a little short film about about the sport. Yes, it's like <laughs> a little short film that talks about the history and sport, and the history of the sport of basketball. Unlike football and baseball, only five men can play on a team. All on there at, the, at one time. And then they make sure to note. And they the, here's where the professionals play. The NBA has the best players in the world. And they're like, the best players in the world. Hmm. Then we go to New York, which oh. might be worse than going to space. Oh, yeah? And actually, I, I forgot I want to ask you. So, James, you've been to New York, yes. LA, LA, yes. and Las Vegas. Does New York suck the least? I know you've only been to New York once. But still, fuck. You were there for a good week and a half. Yeah, no. Here's the. I didn't. I didn't hate New York. I thought New York was pretty cool. Just sitting there, grab a good slice I was of saying, pie, you must, you walking just around. Ate pizza all yeah, dude, it was like that. I could. I could have grabbed the freaking chopped cheese. I didn't go to any like. I don't know the punk show freaking dichotomy there and shit. But like the vibe was like totally sick. I didn't hate it. Like I thought New York was pretty cool as fuck. So they go to a and then, like yeah LA I've been there all the time it's like I don't mind Los Angeles I think it's cool it's like fucking I feel like the homeless people were way more grosser in like freaking Los Angeles than I think it was <laughs> in New York but I also know Los Angeles better true and then yes of course fuck Vegas <laughs> I don't even know why there's dude nothing special about Vegas the strip no the glamour seriously no Vegas is nothing special about it all right new york has a new york and la has history to them well true those feel oh yeah okay yeah well, vegas has history too yeah yeah but not in like culture 
Not as insane as New York and Los Angeles. There was a I would way say. better homely culture in those two fucking cities compared to Las Vegas. All right. So the aliens go to a Knicks and Suns game, which all you guys need to know about the 90s Suns and Knicks is that the Suns had my boy Charles Barkley and the Knicks had Patrick Ewing, which, eh, you know, that's cool, cool, cool. Good for them. Good, good for them. The aliens get from hey, Patrick Ewing's a character in this movie. Yeah, he is. He's not a bad basketball player. It's just that, like, you're in an era where you've got Barkley. You've got Bugsy. You've got Jordan. Well, he's gone by this point, but you've got Scotty. You've got Ambassador to North Korea, Dennis Rodman. Ah. NWOWC bad boy, Dennis Rodman. And then there's Patrick Ewing. But you know what? He was good. So they get front row seats and they Okay, s- I don't think you can get Dennis Rodman to like cooperate in this movie. <laughs> That's funny. You're kidding. Yeah. So I'm, no, I'm convinced a, the only No, he did a fucking movie, Jean Claude Van Damme, though. Oh, God, there must have been so much drugs going around in that movie. Just Coke. I'm sure it's just Coke. Mostly Coke, yeah. Mostly Coke. So they get from... 90s B-ball, though. (laughs) Ain't that a trip? Yeah, right. Well, this is 96, so... Dude, legit basketball culture from, like, the late 70s through the end of the 90s is so fucking cool like it's compared cool. to what 2000 and now well don't get me wrong i mean steph curry's cool james harden's good for a laugh and stuff and there's some other guys too uh there's some other cool people out there and obviously lebron james despite whatever someone may think of him but it's it doesn't feel as cool you know at least in my opinion you feel like it's cooler in the 90s well yeah because partially because you know they were allowed to be tougher back then a little rougher and the shorts were shorter but it's just there's no larry bird there's no magic johnson there's no kobe there's no these like no. bigger larger than life stone cold killers everyone's just uh no Michael hey Jordan. guys how you doing i'm steph curry yeah i've got my face no dennis robin yeah there's no De- and grant that's a good thing we don't need more dennis robbins i think we only need one we only need one uh we barely needed the first dennis Dennis Rodman. Don't just say to be like Dennis Rodman to just ball out, ball out around the world sounds pretty sick. So they get front row seats and they sit next to a lady who was the wife on Everybody Loves Raymond and her husband Dan Castellaneta, aka Homer Simpson, and the dude that voiced Disney's genie when Robin Williams didn't do it. Hmm. So that's neat. Oh, was that the dude that's going like? Why are we at these seats? Was it that couple? No, yeah, yeah. It was so the lady was like, "I thought you were gonna get better seats this year because because the aliens season. are there in like this coat and they're all fidgeting around." Yeah, and she's like, "There's they're doing something really weird in his raincoat," and she's like, "And he's like, honey, can you please let me watch the game? Barkley's killing us." And then the aliens are like, "Hey, someone's killing someone out there." Oh, who is it? Then they see Charles Barkley just doing Charles like, Barkley huh. shit, and then the pink one's like, "That's him, the killer." He's big. He's good. He's mine, said the orange one. And then, how did I write this part? The orange... Excuse me. Was that very loud in your headphones? Uh, it was just It was just very thunderous, you know? So, the orange one turns into evil pink ghost slime and just goes right up Barkley's nose. Yeah, just basically they turn into slime, go up Barkley's nose, and then take away all his foot and steal all his basketball talent. Yeah, and then Barkley starts hobbling. Was like, oh, what talent did we get anyway? <laughs> he was very talented. He he doesn't have rings to show up, but he was a great basketball player. Oh, yeah, how many rings you got? How many rings you got? That motherfucking Shaq does that every time Barkley says something he disagrees. That's the thing that that show kind of ruins Shaq for you because you find out Shaq is kind of insecure and sen- insensitive. Yeah. 
because he knows he couldn't have well let's let's just say don't bring up don't don't mention that he got carried by kobe and Dwayne wade okay he gets really mad so the orange dude goes back into the coat they were high and he transfers his power into a basketball and then we see barkley get benched and man did you peep these line reads they're trying to get <laughs> barkley to sit down and he's like man i am fine i am fine I'm like, no, you're not Barkley. Come on and slam. <laughs> Welcome to the jam. I'm like, please tell me, like, Barkley, he just made a career just being roasted on. Actually, just- yes. Even before Shaq got an inside the NBA, he's he could take a joke. Though. He's, got, he's got thicker skin than probably any of us. And you guys all have thicker skin than me, but he's got probably thicker skin than even, like, I don't know, Bone Steel and Dylan. That dude, he can laugh at himself fully, and he'll but he'll give it back. That's what I like about him. So then we see the slime again, but this time they take Patrick Ewing's talent. There's a funny bit where, okay, so they suck the talent out of him, right? Then the referee tries to throw him a ball for a free throw, bounces off his $200 fade cut, and then he tries to shoot the free throw, and the ball goes careening over the net and smacks a popcorn dude in the face. You just see it goes over the whole thing. Yeah, it goes over the whole thing, hits a popcorn dude in the face, and he just falls over. That was great. Yep. Then we see Michael Jordan short shortlist for some reason on the phone with his wife watching the news about his NBA homies back east getting taken out by a mysterious illness. As though like they cannot play basketball for whatever reason. Not too much really happens. He ends his call because I think he's on tour with his minor league team. Yeah. And uh, still don't see that bus, by the way. And Wayne goes to collect him. He's like, come yeah, on, Mike. Where's the fucking Michael bus? That thing was ridiculous. <laughs> the the Jordan Express or whatever. Yeah, what was that fucking bus called? I don't know. I just like calling it the Jordan Express. Yeah, it, I'm going to look it up. Okay. I don't have notes to this movie. So just fucking go. Then we see, uh, then after that... Um, uh, we just hear from the news that the Lakers are refusing to take the field. We cut to Staples Center. Staples Center. And oh, what, you mean the- not the Crypto.com arena? <laughs> Fuck. How? Is the Bang Bros Arena still a thing? Ah! So, what was your question? So wait, is the Miami Bang Bros Arena like going to happen? <laughs> Like, I keep, like, seeing memes on that. I'm like, you know what? what? I want that to happen. You know? Can we do that? that you know what? <laughs> fuck it. Let's let it happen. Porn stadiums. Let's go. Yeah. Let bang- I want it. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Let Bang Bros own the stadium. Because you know what that means? That tells me there's hope that Pornhub can get one. <laughs> I don't know. Crypto.com got the fucking Staples Center. The Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I hate it so much. I used to go there as a kid and watch Shaq and Kobe play. <laughs> I even had Shaq's shoes. At the Staples Center? At the Staples Center. Now the Crypto.com Arena. Now let me wrong. The Lakers ain't worth jack shit now. They were able to win one championship ring because they were doing it for Kobe. But before and after that season, they haven't been worth a goddamn so wait, they did win a ring for doing it for Kobe? No, they no, they won a ring when they did it for Kobe. They hadn't won anything since the last time Kobe won them a ring. Oh, okay. Which sucks because the Boston Celtics are like really close to tying or passing us with most championship wants. Because the Celtics So wait, had how, wait, wait, how many so wait, how many championship like wins does the Lakers have? I believe sixteen. Wait, 16 rings? 16 rings that that franchise has, yeah. Holy shit. 
the Celtics has fit. They're either tied with us or, or one less, fifteen and fifteen or sixteen. But that's because Nar. that's because they had Bill Russell, and Bill Russell won them eleven. And that's including the fact that around the same time we had Will Chamberlain. So fuck us, I guess. Anyway, you know, I just remember I was trying to look up Michael Jordan's <laughs> the name bus. of his bus. Yeah. So. <laughs> We go to Staples Center and the Lakers are like, hey, man, there might be germs in there. And their manager is like, which I don't even I don't think that was Phil Jackson, but their manager is like, dude, that was in New York. It's 3000 miles away. And someone's like, hey, man, those 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 things travel at the speed of light. Yeah, man, it could be the invasion of the body snatchers. And then the manager is just like, all right, fuck it. Change in the hallway. So they change in the hallway, but not before putting on gas masks. Which is funny. Mm-hmm. So now we go back to Looney Tuneville and Bugs Bunny is like, hey, uh, guys, do any of you know how to play basketball? And Daffy Duck is like, yes, but first rate my drip. <laughs> no, like seriously, he sets up like a whole like fashion walkway and models all these outfits. <clears throat> and then Porky shows up. Nice outfit, Daffy, he says. And he's like, hey, the little fucks want to use the basketball court. So, yeah, the fucking Michael Jordan bus. It was like he dropped. $350,000 on it, and he illegally drove it. Illegally drove it? Yeah, because I guess it was a class, I think you need a class A license, or at least a class B license to drive it. But Michael Jordan's like, nah, it's my bus, I'm going to drive it. For a minor league baseball team. Oh, man. That's great. No, look at this. NBC Sports, this headline, like, article clickbait. Michael Jordan didn't just ride the bus in the minor leagues. He drove it. Uh, where are we? Well, they can't all be uh, Bo Jackson. So, wait, that was the guy, right? Bo Jackson? Wait, what the fuck is this? Disney Plus? Watch Jordan Rides the Bus full movie? Wait, what? Wait, I gotta look up. What is going on with the... What is this legend of this bus? Like, yeah, I learned about it from, like, a fucking YouTube countdown video the other day. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. We have a 30 for 30 on Michael Jordan's fucking baseball. And it's called Jordan Rides the Bus. Excuse me? Yes, there's a 30 for 30. Oh, my God, the Ric Flair 30 for 30 is on fucking Disney Plus now. Fuck, yes. Why is Ric Flair on Disney Plus? Dude, that's 30 for 30 is so good. Holy shit. Is that the interview where they ask him, hey, how many women have you slept with? And he's like, thousands. He's like, 10,000. <laughs> he's like, what? That's <laughs> 10,000. So, the little guys. Yeah, where are we? So, the little guys come onto the court and they take out the magic basketball and transform into monsters, which I can't believe someone had to write that in the screenplay. Either way, yes, I guess this Magic Basketball had all the talent of all the players they jacked, and now these, like, they've become monsters. Honestly, I always thought they become the monsters. Because <laughs> they're like, they stole the talent of all these star basketball players, and now they look like monsters, so. Monsters! Yeah, it's so funny because Daffy's like, those little pip fleets just turned into superstars. They're, 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 they're monsters. And Sylvester's like, fluffer and fuck a tash. They're monsters! Yeah, and they're just like, well, and they're as soon as I. And the green one's transformation sequence just looks like it's out of the 1998 Godzilla, but it's not because yeah. this was released in 96, so that was weird. 
But yeah, I always thought this transformation sequence was cool, honestly. They yeah. got like thunder and lightning and shit. Yeah, it's pretty epic. So yeah. And we see the Looney Tunes go, well, fuck. B- Bugs Bunny literally walks right up to the screen and looks in the camera and goes, yeah, I think we're going to need a little bit of help. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, okay, can I complain about something real quick? Uh, no, but sure. There's five of these Monstars, right? Have you ever heard the Monstars theme song? I have not heard of the Monstars theme song. Well, it's this rad rap song, and check this out. This is a peak fucking lineup on this oh, track. Oh, son of a bitch, bro. I just realized. What? I'm like just checking out Disney Plus right now. Dude, damn. When did they drop Tales of the Jedi? Oh, that was like a long time ago. What the fuck? Dude, I have Apparently not, it's really good, too. Dude, I haven't been on the fucking app in a minute. I got shit to watch. <laughs> Holy fuck, yes. So... The lineup on the Monstars uh, theme song. I'll just say, dude, new Star Wars and the Ric Flair doc. I think I'm set for Thanksgiving watching. You, you got a good weekend ahead of you. I got I got some good chilling. So, yeah, on this rap song, the theme song for the Monstars, you had Be Real, Coolio, LL Cool J, Method Man, and Busta Happy Fucking Halloween Rhymes. Wait, what? And they do not voice the Monstars. Oh, okay. That sucks. You know, I want to play that song for you really quick. Hold on. Well, I'll let me. I'll pre- play it as we talk. Yeah. Well, let me freaking press record. All right, you're good. Okay. I have to just grab it here. But trust me, this song is fucking lit. Oh yeah. I'm waiting for that song. To the last minute gift. Uh, Fuck another- you, Pinterest. Dude, why do you keep fucking playing all these goddamn ads, man? This song is legit not available on Spotify. What? Yeah, it's not. Oh. You know how rap copyright is. It's always all fucky, especially 90s shit. Okay, here we go. Oh, no. Are we going to get copyrighted? We have now taken over your radio. Uh, here we go. Hit him high, hit him high. And you hit him low, hit him low, hit him low. So, yeah. So yeah, continue. What's up with this rap song? I've been totally spacing. Well, I was just saying, there's this, they have this super sick theme song, but no one on this rap track voices the Monstars, and it pisses me off. Huh. So, we cut to Bill Murray. Okay, get this. We cut to Bill Murray. Yes. Oh, yeah, Bill Murray. Wayne Knight, Michael Jordan, and Larry fucking Bird playing golf. Now, listen, I love Wayne Knight, but talk about a fucking talent gap. Yeah. Murray, after his shot, tries to ask Michael if he has a shot in the NBA. He's like, no. No. Jordan goes up to the plate and Murray asks Larry. And Larry basically says, fuck no. There's a funny part where Murray asks Michael Jordan if it's because he's white. And Michael says, no, Larry's white. And Bill says, Larry's not white. Larry's clear. So Jordan shoots his golf shot. He makes it on the green. But we see Bugs manipulating via magnet underground the ball into the hole. See, they're luring him to the hole because when he gets there, because they make it a hole in one, when he poses for the picture, Yosemite Sam yoinks Jordan's ass into the hole with his rope and corrals him straight into Looney Tune land. Yeah, and then Michael Jordan's like, wait, why am I doing in Looney Tune land? He wakes up and Bugs is like, and Bugs is like, what's up, Doc? And this is how exactly how Jordan says it. He goes, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. And were you expecting maybe the Easter Bunny? You're a cartoon. You're not real. You're a cartoon. You're not real. 
And then and then Bugs is like, uh, if I wasn't real, could I do this? And then Bugs Bunny kisses Michael Jordan. And then all the Looney Tunes come out of the woodwork, and they're like, oh shit, it's fucking Michael Jordan, dude. Oh my god, it's a uh, Looney Tunes watch basketball. Uh, like, oh my god, it's super basketball player Michael Jordan. He's like the person to be in the NBA. <laughs> no, so he's not in the NBA right now. He's playing oh, baseball. Right. He's a baseball player. So there's some comedy going on as they inspect him by Dr. Daffy. They, like, thrust his chair in the sky, bring it down, investigate his ears. Just all these cartoon gags. Yeah, it's fun. Then Michael asks, very calmly, after they throw him down on the ground and a thermometer explodes in his mouth and they stamp his head, he, he looks up and he goes, what's going on here? What's going on here? Just, I don't know if it's wooden or what, but he's just, what's going on here? I think, Stop it. I think, Get some help. I think Michael could play basketball. He can't play baseball. And I'm not sure he's going to be winning a fucking Emmy or anything. He's not. A, I don't think he was meant to be an actor. You think? Yeah, I do think that. So Bugs Bunny is straight up like, well, we got invaded by aliens and they want to force us to be entertainment slaves on a galactic level. My dude. So help us. And Michael goes, yeah, but I'm a baseball player now. And Bugs Bunny goes, right. Sure. Well, he, said, he says, right, and I'm a Shakespearean actor, but yeah. Come on, go play some b-ball. Then we cut to Wayne really quickly pleading with the golf hole to give Michael back. Yeah. I think his job is to be like be Michael's publicist and be stuck with him and pay attention and also make sure he gets to the baseball games. So he's sitting there going, right, because this minor league be- be- baseball player needs a chauffeur. Oh, yeah. So he cuts to Michael as they're showing him a rundown gymnasium he can train in. And it's really run down and falling apart. Dak's like, we got hoops. Hoop breaks. We've got weights. The weights break. And Sylvester's like, we've got balls. Yeah, one of my favorite jokes in this movie is here, um, is where um, is where he goes. You guys are nuts, and Porky's like, uh, "Correction." On every vacation at a verbal home, there's someone like you. I'm gonna forget to take that out. Nope, I made it already a joke. It's staying in. So, and then Daffy, after Porky says, "Correction," we're the Looney Tunes. Daffy says, "And as such, we're the pre- the trademark and property of Warner Brothers Inc." There's like a Warner Brothers logo like stitched onto his ass, and after he says that, he he kisses it, and I'm just like, "That's funny." And then the monsters show up. The tunes are freaking out, and Jordan is completely no selling it. That was actually kind of a complaint from Looney Tunes Pierce and uh, I think Chuck Jones, who was still alive at this point. He thought, he didn't say this, but he basically thought the Looney Tunes came off like total bitches in this movie because they're they're scared of the aliens and they don't and they don't fight back. I think Chuck Jones literally or Tex Avery. I think Chuck Jones literally said Bugs Bunny would never ask Michael Jordan for help, <laughs> which is a very odd sentence. But yeah, but so, they decided to make a movie. <laughs> Where they had Bugs Bunny ask Michael well, they had for him, help. They had him on there for creative consultant because they kind of legally had to, but he still yeah. wasn't stoked. So they show up and the orange one's like, you heard of the dream team? Well, we're the mean team, wussy man. Yeah, they're calling Michael Jordan a wussy man. And Michael Jordan's like, ah, okay. Like, wussy man. Wussy yeah, we're man. the monsters. We're the, the monsters. That's what he says. Yeah, we're the monsters. M-O-N. Uh, Let's see what you got. Jump. So they throw him the basketball and he's like, 
I don't play basketball anymore. And the purple one's like, I don't play basketball anymore. <laughs> oh, I don't play basketball anymore. And then the green was just like, maybe you're chicken. So they're just fucking with him, right? And then we get one of the most cursed things from my childhood. Ball Jordan. Yeah, where they just grab Michael Jordan and just freaking roll him up into a ball and then just like toss him around. Yeah, they toss him around and then he gets slam dunked. Michael Jordan gets slam dunked. And after he gets slam dunked, he rolls and unfolds. He's brushing himself off. He's like, you guys are making a big mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, you just got dunked by aliens, my dude. Can you emote? No, it's Michael Jordan. He got folded up into a ball. Stop. Get help. <laughs> <coughs> so then after the green one calls him washed up in ball. <laughs> he says, he said, you're all washed up. Baldy. Jordan's like, baldy. That's how he says it. Baldy. Baldy. Tweety Bird comes up and he's like, and he and he's just like, Michael's not washed up. He's the greatest ever. He's, and the green was just like, shut up. And then just flicks him against the wall. And Tweety's like, oh, my poor little cranium. So use it, weaponizing his cute sympathy, he convinces Michael to come out of retirement. He grabs Tweety, places him on his shoulder, hands on hips, and he goes, let's play some basketball. It's like, yeah. And then we cut to Charles Barkley. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah we cut to Char- oh please tell me we see sad Charles Barkley. Oh, he's got his hands walking, in his pockets. Yeah, he's walking down the street. He's walking in the hood. He sees these children playing basketball. These children are stoked. They go rock up. They go like, like, oh my god, you're like NBA superstar Charles Barkley. You're like the person to be in the NBA. Hell yeah! Hey, want to play some ball with us? He he's- literally has like his fingers on the chain link fences. He looks forlorningly at the bat at the yeah. basketball yeah and these kids are like hey you want to do a pickup game he's like yeah sure he's like yeah and he completely sucks and then yeah because he lost his talent so and he's just getting smashed by these kids and the, and the main was just like you ain't charles barkley you ain't charles barkley get out of here and i'm sitting as like oh my god this movie is hilarious why <laughs> why is it so great to roast charles barkley I mean, his nickname was the Round Mound of Rebound. So, I mean, he just kind of lends himself to it. <laughs> I was just saying, like, Charles Barkley in Misery it was, like, so entertaining. Sir Charles. Sir Charles was, like, so entertaining in Misery in, in this movie. I love Charles Barkley. I would love to get Charles Barkley to be the third man in our podcast. At that point, I'd just, like, let him just talk. I'd just be recording. I'm like, I hopefully I make money off this. So he, so after the game... Oh, and by the way, we have the completely melodramatic, amazing, ridiculous song playing in the background. Jones, an obsession, a burning desire, the undeniable passion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> so Barkley, after the game fails, we see most of the other guys have moments of like physical and mental therapy. Yeah, want, they're just all getting freaking tested on. They're getting scienced about. Yeah, they're getting scienced on like why they can't fucking like play basketball anymore. Like, how did they? How did these super talented players just decide to suck? <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because like they um. They show Patrick, right? And uh, he's in the room with a therapist. And the therapist asks him, are there any other realms, areas outside of basketball you find that you're unable to perform? 
Patrick's laying down. He frowns, sits up, looks at the doctor and goes, no, I'm just asking. <laughs> Jones in upset. The best part is we see Charles Barkley in a fucking church. He's like, I'll never swear again. I'll never get another technical. I'll never trash talk. And then we got them walking to the hospital, whatever. And then it ends with he's got his his hands in the position. He looks off to the side. And he just shrugs and he goes, I'll never go out with Madonna again. <laughs> Which is funny because my mom said there was a rumor for years during like late 80s, early 90s, whatever, that they were actually an item. And no, they never confirmed it. But in this movie, he's just like, I'll never go out with Madonna again. Like, goddamn. So then we cut to Wayne Knight digging a hole. Guy comes up to him. What are you doing? I'm uh, I'm fixing a divot. Oh, he's fixing a divot. <laughs> he's trying to dig through the golf hole to find Michael Jordan. He is like digging so hard to try to find Michael. Uh, he's digging his way. So then we cut back to Looney Tune Land. And the Looney Tunes are absolutely failing at basketball. And Jordan is like, do any of you know how to play basketball? And no. In comes Lola. I single-handedly created so many furries bunny. Yep. She wants to try out for the team. Oh, they never got more hilarious than the controversy the new, like, like, freaking Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, how did they make uh, make Lola unsexy? They lowered her bust size. No, what is this? How could they? It was me, Barry. Oh, my. But either way, yes, a very sexualized cartoon bunny comes in. Yeah. And, like, I knew it was there, but holy shit, dude. It is so fucking there. What were they thinking? Uh, This is the 90s. True. So she's like, hey, I'm Lola Bunny. It's okay to have sexy cartoons. And Bugs is like, and Bugs is like, and Bugs is like, uh, uh, hey. Hey. Like literally, he's, she walks in and Bugs just goes, hey. He runs right up to her. He's like, hi, I'm Lola Bunny. He's like, Lola. Lola. She, and he's like, he tries to like puff up his chest like this. She's like, it, my name is Bugs. Bugs. <laughs> well, well, nice to meet you, Bugs. Yeah, Bugs. He's, and he's like, "You want to play a little one-on-one doll?" And then the Kill Bill siren goes off in Lola's eyes, and Lola and Bugs do a little one-on-one in which she promptly twists up his ankles and does a sick dunk. To which Michael Jordan goes, "The girls got some skills." <laughs> Just like, oh, girls got some skills. Then, and I'm not making this up to anyone. That either hasn't seen the movie or has not seen the movie in a long time. As sexy saxophone music plays and she pulls up a strap of her tank top that fell askew. While she's in short shorts, by the way, she gets right up in Bugs' face and she goes, don't ever call me doll. And she blows her fucking ears back like they're bangs. And she walks away sexily going like, nice playing with you. And I'm like... I knew it was bad as a kid, but as an adult now, I haven't seen this movie in years. So I'm like, what the fuck, bro? I don't care that much. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna raise a fuss know, on Twitter. One, I don't know. You're the one talking about it right now. 
I, it's something worth talking about. I would say, like, yeah, it is the scene where, like, that made a bunch of furries. Yeah, Lola comes off as a sexy character. Big whoop. Yeah. And then, yeah, she smashes bugs and some one-on-one b-ball, and they're out of there. What happens next? <laughs> so she leaves, and Michael's like, all right, let's do some drills. But he's been wearing his golf cleats this whole time from going golfing. So there's a funny little bit where he, like, tries to walk, but his foot sticks in the floorboard, and he falls over. Then he's like... Can I borrow some? Sh- can I- anyone got a pair of sneakers? And Bugs is like, uh, sneakers. And we see, except for Yosemite Sam, who has tiny little feet, none of the Looney Tunes characters are wearing shoes or any that'll fit Michael. And he's so the- like, well, someone's going to have to go home to pick up my basketball gear. Yeah. So someone's got to go home, pick up my, like, pick up, like, this, like, this, like, certain era of Jordan shoes that I need. And also, I need you to also pick up my shorts from North Carolina. Yeah, it's there's a funny. And they're like, wait, why would we do that? It's like I've always worn them when playing basketball, even when in the NBA. Yeah, under even under the shorts. Yeah, it's a funny little joke because because Bug because Daffy's like to your house in 3D land, and he gets like 3D spit on the land in 3D land, and then gets spit on the camera. That's funny. And then yeah, he's and then after he says the North Carolina thing, he says your shorts from college. Warm under my Chicago Bulls uniform every game. And everyone's like, ew. And Jordan's like, hey, I wash them after every game. It's, and everyone walks away literally going, sure. He's like, I did. I did. That was funny. So now we off to see the good heist of uh, Jordan's sneaks and freaking shorts. And then, yeah. Uh, how they, much did those sneakers go? Would you say would go on StockX? Oh, fuck me, dude. You're maybe not a thousand, but you're looking at close. Vintage Jordans? Are you kidding me? And if they're in good condition, oh, I think some world class treasures would go for less money. Yeah. So he's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wrote here in my notes. I'm like, you know, he's pretty wooden at times, but I don't know. Jordan has this charming charisma, and I and I, I don't know. I feel like people don't give him enough credit because honestly, he he says he does some funny stuff in this movie. So then, yeah, Bugs and Daffy are on the hunt. They go to his house and they're traveling. By the way, that Bugs always does. They're burrowing underground. They split up because Daffy's like, no, let's go this way. And Bugs is like, all right. Then Daffy ends up in a doghouse and gets beaten up by their fat bulldog because Daffy is Daffy. So, of course, that happens. Bugs gets inside and he's like, wow, nice house, Michael Jordan. And then there's a knock at the door. Daffy collapses in because beaten up by the bulldog. So now they're walking through the house. They peek in doors. They peek in on the youngest daughter to which Daffy's like, man, do you think she has enough toys? Man, you think he has enough toys already? And there's a funny little bit of dialogue that I always just thought was fun. Bugs is like, speaking of toys, you know those like mugs and t-shirts with our pictures on them? He's like, yeah. You ever see any money from that? And Daffy's like, no. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Well, I think we need better representation. Yeah, he's just like, we need better, we need better ages. We're getting screwed. So now they're in Michael Jordan's trophy room, which I wouldn't be surprised if he really has a trophy room. And what makes you think <clears throat> he wouldn't have a trophy room? Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. So, yeah, they're looking around for stuff, and they're looking. They um, uh, Bugs grabs a big old bag, and they find his shoes, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, that's everything. But then they realize, shit, we forgot the shorts. And so it's like, it's like, oh, crap, I forgot the shorts. Yeah. And they crack open the door and there's, oh, there's Charles, the dog, not Barkley. And then Daffy shuts the door real quick and he's just like, I found 
the shorts. <laughs> I found the shorts, and then the dog starts coming and attacking them. The dog just knocks the fucking door down. And then Michael Jordan's kids come in. And yeah. Then, and, like, they save Bugs and Daffy and make sure that they get the shorts to freaking Michael. And they're, like, and the, like they told, like, I guess, did they, did they tell the kids that, oh, yeah, your dad's helping us uh, win a basketball game so that we don't become enslaved? They didn't say the last part, but they really did say our, your dad's helping us win a basketball game. And it's so funny. He says, your dad's helping us win a basketball game. The old son goes, all right. All right. So then they leave. And um, then we, <laughs> and then it's funny. Uh, we cut to a scene where the basketball dudes from from earlier yep. are at a clairvoyance place. Yeah, dude, they're at a psychic. And she's literally like, they're all holding hands. She's doing the whole... Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, I see cartoon characters having a bas... No, no. Yeah, I think it's like cartoon characters having a basketball game. And I see Michael Jordan there, and he needs to help Bugs Bunny be aliens. And they're all like... Yeah, we're out of here. Yeah, she literally <laughs> is explaining the plot in the movie so far, and they're like, nah, lady, you crazy. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. Then we cut to Wayne, who's in an even, it looks like a fucking crater now, and he's just like, he's just like, I don't know where you are my, right now, Michael, but wherever you are, you clearly like being there more than you do with me. <laughs> All right. I'm like, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would rather hang out with Bugs Bunny than pretty much anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or I would rather hang out with Michael Jordan. Uh, oh, well, Michael seems cool to hang out with in this movie. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, he's... I mean, that's that's honestly mostly, from what I could tell, I mean, just public persona, that seems... He's a pretty laid-back guy. Yeah, intense when it comes to basketball, but just as a dude, yeah, he's really mellow. So then Bugs and Daffy come walking by, and he hears them talking, and he sees them jump down a different golf hole, and it's like, oops. So he follows them, we see, and then we cut back to Looney Tune land, as everyone is doing calisthenics to Richard Simmons tapes. Yep. But then Michael Jordan comes in because my because Bugs is like, hey guys, look who's ready to play. And then as SEALs cover of Steve Miller's um Fly Like an Eagle comes on, Michael Jordan's he can, he's trying to suppress it. He's got this cocky smile and smirk on. He looks around, he's like Let's see if I still remember how to do this. I'm like, I bet you do. And yeah, fly like Like an an eagle, eagle. swish. And all he's doing basic stuff. He's doing basic layups and shots, nothing extravagant. But the Looney Tunes are selling it like he's, I don't know, making wine from water. Oh, no, making water from wine. Yeah. It's like, like, lo, like, like Bugs, Lola, Daffy, all. And they're just like, wow. Oh, wow. 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 It's like, oh my God, we Michael get Jordan. it. Michael Jordan's really fucking good at basketball. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Michael Jordan's b-balling. <laughs> Holy shit. But then Wayne Knight shows up and everyone's, and everyone's like, like oh, how the, the fuck he get here? And he, you know, he hugs Michael, and he's like, "I gotta take you back. You got baseball practice." And Jordan's like, "I can't. I gotta help my friends win their basketball game." He's like, "You know, your friends are cartoon characters, right?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah. okay, that's cool with you. That's cool with me." <laughs> Great interaction. <laughs> and then, <laughs> can we say that? Can we say that character Stan was just a simp for Michael? Yes. Oh, well, no. Everyone in the movie was a simp for Michael. Yes. Except when it came to baseball. Yeah. Which, again, does suck because his dad, but... Oof! <coughs> so... <coughs> hey, there's a 30 for 30 on his baseball career. I might be going home and watching that. Tell me how that is, because I need to know. 
I don't know. I'm tempted not to watch the fucking Ric Flair one. <laughs> but I'm sitting there it's like, holy shit, do they have all the 30 for 30s on Disney Plus right now? I didn't know that was a thing they owned or or put Well, it's out. ESPN. Oh, wait, you're right. Then actually, they I don't know if they'll have all, but they should have a few. Bro, they have the Ric Flair one. Unless they just have Ric Flair and Michael Jordan, which is a weird combo. No, no, combo. no, dude. I watched the one with Kobayashi and fucking Joey Smiles, okay. the hot dog eating rivalry. Okay. That shit was pretty fucking tight as fuck. Oh, really quick, really quick. You know who's friends and super chill buddies with Ric Flair? Charles Barkley. They're homies. They're like oh. really good friends. Isn't that great? It's really good. He was at his birthday party. Yo, is there a Charles Barkley 30 for 30? There should be. Let no, I don't think there up. is. But yeah. Yeah, there, there's there's a, there's a funny thing where someone did a meme during the NBA uh during inside the NBA show that he does, and someone like photoshopped. Uh, I think it was, it, yeah, they were joking about Ric Flair and sorry, uh, uh, Charles and Shaq, and they photoshopped. I think it was something like they photoshopped Shaq's head on Hulk Hogan's body, and they photoshopped Charles Barkley's head on Charles Barkley's body, or one or the other. And then, and then uh, Charles Barkley just goes, "That's my man, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair." Woo! <laughs> like, nah, man. So then after, you know, Wayne Knight simps for um, for Michael Jordan, we see that uh, we now cut to uh, great uh, to the Great Western Forum in Inglewood, California. I'm like, wow, I guess Inglewood's always look like crap. So we see yep. so we see who I guess is the commissioner for the NBA. And he's basically like, all right, after talking with all the team owners, I've decided until we can guarantee the health and safety of our NBA players, there will be no more basketball this season. Baseball, basketball is canceled, everybody. Oh, no. So now Michael Jordan has to save basketball. Oh, my God. my Michael Jordan just has to save the whole world, I guess. So now, but now here we go. The best part of the movie. This It's what, it's what you've been waiting for, the actual basketball game. Really? Well, I didn't realize this was a kid but looking on but when i was watching the movie the basketball game only lasts like 30 minutes dude that's a good portion of the movie it's not a it's not a long movie no it's not so everyone's gearing up and getting ready and they're rocking these sick two this they're rocking the sick two yo i'm totally just fucking off over here on like disney plus i just want to say do you remember that fucking movie dinosaur yeah i love that movie yeah dude i just real i did they have that shit on here oh that's a good movie fuck damn bro Dude, I remember watching the fucking shit out of that. Yeah, it was like that great. fucking like reddish fucking T Rex horn, like fucking. yeah, the 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 Carnotaur. Yeah, dude, the Carnotaur. I think it was sick as fuck. Yeah, dude, that guy was cool. Hell yeah, I love that movie. I I, I always get pissed when uh, Atlantis and Treasure Planet people are like, my move. Those movies are so underrated. I'm like, fuck you. I talk to people where they don't even know the movie Dinosaur exists. Yeah. So, Damn. <laughs> oh fuck, that's a trip. Yeah, dude, fuck, that is a trip. So, well, yeah, dude, that movie is like, it's also like really dark too. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah, it's dealing with the extinction of the dinosaurs. So, fuck, dude, they really made a thirty for thirty about Jordan <laughs> Michael Jordan's fucking baseball career. You seem really stoked on that. Oh, dude, there's a thirty for thirty. Wait, let me wait. I'm like clicking on it. Oh my god. There's a 30 for 30 where ESPN films called The Book of Manning. It can't be argued that no family has more influence on football than the Mannings. Damn it, bro. There's actual shit to watch on fucking Disney Plus that isn't Star Wars. What the shit? 
I mean, there's actual Disney movies. Oh, yeah, there's that. Well, yeah, but I'm not always in the mood to watch Disney movies. Well, true, true. And I'm not going to be out here going, Ooh, I need to keep up with fucking Marvel. <sighs> yeah, the world is finally waking up from the Marvel spell. Franchise fatigue, whatever they want to call it. Everyone's Ooh, realizing yeah, come the on, dude. Sp- like She-Hulk. I'm like, dude, I do not give a fuck about She-Hulk. <laughs> but I'm sitting there like, wait, what the fuck? A Rick, they got the Ric Flair 30 for 30. I am so down to watch that for the fourth time in my life. Do you think someone out there would get pissed at that? Oh, this loser. He thinks, he thinks some wrestler is cooler than Marvel. Like all of Marvel, except maybe Spider Man. <laughs> the look, your, the look on your face. Whoa, it's priceless. I'm drawing. I, I have to think. I'm like thinking on it, but I'm closely drawing a yes to that <laughs> to that question. Uh, do they actually think this one wrestler is cooler? I'm like, have you watched the Thirty for Thirty? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. You know that's fine. I can. I, I think I can forgive you now for telling me that Lick It Up is better than Load. Which, yeah, he said that off camera, fucker. So, yeah, 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 I decided that to anyone that was trying to like curious on the answer earlier. I would choose, no, I would choose that record over Load. So, you know what? Listen to Load again. You'll like it. Uh, please, no. Okay, fine. Don't listen to Load again. <laughs> Where are we? But now I don't feel. Oh, we're at the fucking actual game. <laughs> but now I don't feel compelled to skip Load songs if they show up while we're driving. So we yeah with same shot. Danny DeVito gets his own personal throne, and I didn't realize this as a kid. But I'm like, man, he's only he shows up in the first ten minutes and he fucks off for like fifty minutes of the movie. Yeah, and he kind of shows up in the end because I guess he's like the like antagonist. We're introduced sure. to the Toon Squad. First, they introduce Taz, the Wonder from Down Under. The Wonder from Down Under. What we getting fucking. We, did we under down under what's that fucking like male street what's the fucking australian version of chippendales oh um isn't it called thunder or it, down under or something yeah thunder down under <laughs> i thought you when i heard you say australian thunder i thought you were trying to gonna talk to me about mad max thunderdome no i'm talking about the fucking vegas like fucking ab ab dude show for the ladies so Over for the guys. So then you want to go out and see hot, sexy abs. Yeah. So then we meet. So then we meet the heartthrob of the hoops, Lola Bunny. That's really like what he says. And then he's like at power forward, the quackster of the court, Daffy Duck. No applause. Crickets. I'm like, why do they gotta do my boy like that? They doing your board dirty. But then they're like at point guard, standing at like six foot four or whatever. The doctor of delight. Yeah, that's what they call him. The doctor of delight. Bugs Bunny. It's like you're not six foot four. And then Michael Jordan. No, I'm kidding. He is in the full thing from whatever North Carolina. Michael Jordan. And I'm just like yeah, Michael oh. Jordan just casually just jogs out. Um. So then, all the and then he introduced all the way from Moron Mountain, the Monstars. Monstars. So then, okay, we're ready for the tar- the toss up. Marvin the Martian is ref, which is actually kind of funny because he's a Looney Tune, but he's also an alien. Yeah, so that's kind of funny. He's from space. <clears throat> I'm going to blow up the earth. I can't do Marvin the Martian. I just know he was blow like. Blow up the earth. Yeah, he was the fucking antagonist of Duck Dodgers. That show was so good, dude. I know. Kind of is. Fuck. 
that might be one of the cool. That might be the coolest thing Mega that's done in the 21st century. Yeah, like I like that's the one episode we'll just go back and rarely watch. Like, yeah, I did the one random Duck Dodgers episode that has. I wasn't genetic. I wasn't genetically raised, uh, grown in a lab, and raised by Wolverines. Yeah, you sure about that, Dave Mustaine? What a weird crossover. Yeah. So then, yeah, you had the fucking queen that was all horned out for da- for Duck Dot for Dodgers. Yeah. For reals, what a show! So how the shit that thing was made, dude? Fuck, that was such a good. What show. a trip! That was such a weird era of Cartoon Network too. That was like that was a trippy era. That was around the time that they were slowly starting to integrate more live action stuff. Then they tried to do CN Real for a while. Oh god, yeah. they had Destroy Build Destroy, which was basically trying to be a family friendly version of just Jackass. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so now we're up for the toss up and um. Jordan squares up with like the really tall big dude. And which, by the way, like I said, I think I said earlier, these guys do have names, these aliens. Oh, no, like the oh, fuck you. But they never, him. but they never say them. And I never remembered. Yeah, who cares? So they, so uh, Marvin throws up the ball and Michael Jordan is somehow able to jump higher and jump higher faster than the dude who is like three feet taller than him. So then here's the uh, yep. here's the cool commentary play by play. Uh he gets the ball to Bugs, and Bugs is like, Yeah, I got the ball. Then Bugs gets fucking backhanded by um by I think like the orange or the green one or something. And then boom, monster is up by two. Then Michael gets the ball. He's looking what the fuck did I right here? What? For some reason, my notes here say the Michael gets the ball. Well, the Michael gets the ball. He's looking the atheist opened, but then Michael gets the ball. He's trying to look for an opening, but uh, he um, but he gets charged at. So he tosses the ball to Daffy, but then Daffy gets charged at. So he tosses the ball off court to Granny, and they tackle the shit out of this old woman. And then Lola, Bro, I have a total sorry. I have to interrupt you again, but dude, when the fuck did Disney Plus like up their shit? They got the spectacular Spider Man on here now. That was a while ago, my dude. No, the spectacular one. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they add that in like earlier this year? Maybe earlier this year. I was like binge watching Spider-Man last year and they did not have that. Oh, that must be recent. Yeah. They even have the fucking weird MTV one on here too. <clears throat> oh, God. Dude, I'm totally tripping on a lot of this shit. I'm sorry. It's just like, dude, when the fuck does Disney, Disney Plus actually get more watchable shit for me? It's, just, it's weird. All right. Sorry. Back so- to the play-by-play. Michael Baby... <laughs> So yeah, Daffy throws the ball to Granny, and when Granny gets tackled, Lola looks at Daffy all disappointed, and Daffy's just like, she was wide open. So then game goes on, the Monstars are up, and then the Toon Squad, the first score for the Toon Squad is, of course, made by Michael Jordan. And things are going for a while. MJ tries to pass the ball to Sylvester, right? Well, Sylvester tried to eat Tweety for no reason, so the ball hits him in the stomach. Orange recovers and slams Dunk. There's another joke. There's a joke here I always thought was funny. Um, uh, Foghorn's trying to drive the ball down, and Green One blocks him. And he's like, you going somewhere? And Foghorn's like, may I remind you, sir, that physical violence. And then he gets set on fire. (laughs) And then Foghorn, as he's all ass, he's like, did you order original recipe or extra crispy? Then he crumbles to ashes. That's great. So then... Excuse me. 
then the game keeps on going. The monsters are kicking the Toon Squad's ass so much that there's a part where they're scoring so much that the counter for the monsters keeps going up and up and up to the point to where it just has text displays that says kind of one-sided, isn't it? And then, yeah, first half ends, and they're up by, like, 40. All right. So everyone goes to their respective locker rooms. Wayne Knight follows the Monstars, and he hears their boss is talking to him. Or they're talking to their boss. He hears the pink one casually mention to the boss that, uh, yeah, we stole the talent from the best dudes in the NBA, which I wrote here in my notes. Hey, I just realized, why didn't they go after Scottie Pippen? I think they were just getting people at that game. Oh, true. You got to think of whoever the fuck was there at that game that they jacked those abilities from. So then, but then Danny DeVille's like, wait a minute, I smell something, which eventually leads them to the locker that Wayne's in. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. So Michael's trying to talk to the Toon Squad, and, <clears throat> and uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically, the Looney Tunes minus Bugs, they all kind of lack a spine, because he's like, come on, we're still in this. We got to get going. And Por- they're like, we're getting pretty smashed. I don't know. I don't Porky feel like even at game. one point suggests, I think we should forfeit. And Jordan gets right up in Porky Pig's face. And he's like, hey, I didn't get dragged down here. Just get my butts kicked by Alien. And he intimidates Porky so much that he faints. And I'm like, come on. He has more gumption than that. So they're talking and talking. <clears throat> and then Wayne Knight comes in, having clearly been set on fire. He collapses. Yeah, because like Free Wade I like accidentally was like was like freaking spying on them. But either yeah. way, they'll at least beat the shit out of him and let him free to get back to this freaking locker room. Just to, for him to give the news that oh hey Michael, supposedly they jacked a talent of all these like all your friends like freaking basketball abilities. It's like, huh. So that's what happened to those guys. Yeah, that's what happened to those guys. So then he tries to rally everyone again, doesn't They're work. They're like, nah, but then Bugs comes up with Michael's Secret, Secret stuff. stuff, yeah, which is just a bottle filled with tap water. Yeah, and he's just like, he's like, yeah, your secret stuff. Then he like pretends to like make himself all huge and buff, and yeah, then bugs, yeah, bugs, not Michael. And then he throws the water to everybody, and then suddenly everyone's all like remotivated and like revitalized and shit. So yeah, dude, they're ready to ball now. So they go outside, and everyone's like all ready to go. They're all like, they're all like growling and making intense eye contact with all the mo- monsters. Yeah, they're ready to ball, and thus the Looney Tunes just start doing Looney Tune things. That's what I was gonna say. They're not even balling; they just do That's what I was Looney say. Tune gags. They don't play harder or better or faster. They start acting like the fucking Looney Tunes, including moments where Bugs drives a moped down court to pass the ball to Michael. Wiley Coyote blows up the hoop that the aliens were going to dunk, which leads to one of my favorite jokes in the movie. He gets grabbed by the purple one, and then the purple one gets his teeth shot out. Then you see Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd in tuxes and glasses, which is a direct homage to Travolta and Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Yep. As that as uh, that Dick as that Dick Dale song plays in the background. Yep. What's the name of that? What's the name of that one? Um, it should be Misery Lou, right? Oh, that was Misery. I thought Misery Lou was a different one. So then, yeah, they're they're scoring, they're catching up. There's another great moment where Tweety Bird gets a moment where he just goes kung fu on their asses, like he backhands one, yeah. kicks one, bites one's ear off, like Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Then Dane DeVito gets pissed and calls for a timeout. That's how he says it. Timeout. And he's like, he's like, why didn't you get this guy? And then he's just like, all this joke. Yeah. He's like, why did you get this guy? He's like, he's a baseball player. Looks like a basketball player to me. 
So Jordan hears them talking about him and he doesn't like someone talking about him. He's like, hey, you got something to say to me? Come say it to my face. Yeah, come say it to my face. So basically Jordan uh, convinces him to up the ante. He said, hey, how about we up the ante? What'd you have in mind? If we win, you give back the skills of the people you stole them from. What if I win? You get me. And then Danny DeVito has this imagined spot where Michael Jordan will be subjected to a hell of he'll sign autographs all day long, then play one on one with paying customers and always lose. And I wrote here in my notes, I said a world where Michael Jordan only loses at basketball. That probably sounds like a circle of hell to him. Yeah. What the hell is that? So they that sh- don't exist. So they shake Not on in this timeline. Maybe in the other timeline where he's good at no, baseball. In the Space Jam timeline, he probably won six more rings instead of three after he yeah. came back. So then, uh, then, then, uh, Michael's walking back and Bugs is like, I don't think you should have done that, Doc. And, but, and Michael's like, Hey, we got this. I got faith in my team. And then DC Day DeVito, he turns around and glares and he tells his team, he's like, crush them. Then the game starts and the tunes get their fucking asses kicked again, again, but way harder than last time. Like, like, like there's a part where I think it's Sylvester. He's like running. And he gets just stomped on. Uh, Porky gets smushed between the purple and green ones' asses. Uh, Wiley Coyote just gets straight up blown up. It's it's pretty great. But then it works its way to a part where the orange one climbs on top of a basketball hoop. And he jumps off because he's going to belly flop on the Lola. So Bugs is like, oh, shit, dude. So he pushes her out of the way. And then, yeah, Bugs is all squished. He's dead, you guys. Not no, really. Not. not really. And it's, I don't know why I thought I always thought this was funny. Yes, the and then one, we have a sweet, tender moment with Bugs and Lola Bunny. Yeah, and I don't know why I always thought this was funny. As the orange one gets up, he looks at Lola and he goes, is this your man? Is this your man? And she's like, oh my gosh, Bugs, thanks for saving me. He's like, oh, it was, it was, it was nothing. It was nothing. And then she gives him a kiss and he's like, score. <laughs> score. Uh, so now they're in trouble, right? And because a lot of people on the team are injured, even the vulture guy who we didn't even see play, he's in a full body cast. Yeah. So Michael's like, <sighs> and it's like, fuck, who to use? Who to use? He's like, hey, Wayne Knight. Stanley. Stan, come over here. And Stanley's like, yes, I can play. And that's the thing when Stanley comes in, like they actually score everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. Because what happens is Michael gets the ball to, or someone gets the ball to Stanley. Yeah, Michael passed the ball to Stanley, but the fucking monsters dogpile him. But they dogpile him so hard that when the fourth one lands on him, the ball jettisons out and out of the dog pile, out of the dog pile, and scores for the Tune Squad. But now Stan is a big giant pancake on the yeah, ground. Yeah, he's just a pancake on the ground. So first aid comes in, two they, little dogs, and they do that, and they stick a hose in his mouth, and they start pumping. Yeah, they just pump air into him. And Wayne Knight is turns into a very creepy CGI balloon. Yeah, turns into a big creepy CGI balloon, then blows all around, and is then back to normal, and then like he's carted out of there. And then Michael then asks the question, wait, what's going on? Well, how could he stretch like that? Oh, no, you're in like cartoon land. Yeah, so Bug said, he's like, anyone could do it, Doc, even you. And yeah. he looks at the clock. Ten seconds left. Ten seconds left in the game. Thanks for telling me earlier, Doc. So Marvin comes <laughs> up. I was like, man, that would be helpful. 
So Marvin comes up and he's like, uh, I hate I hate to be the bearer of bad news, your airness, but if your team does not find a fifth player, you will have to forfeit the game. Forfeit? Precisely, Sir Altitude. <laughs> he's like, well, don't Sir we'll, Alt- we'll find someone. And then we hear dun, 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 dun. Bill fucking Murray shows up. I keep forgetting Bill Murray's in this movie. He's just randomly there. And Bill Murray's like, I can play ball. I can play ball. And he's like, damn it, Bill. Looks like you play a ball. It's pretty great. And then like Bill was like, Asa was like, Michael's about to like, all right, so this is what we're going to do. And then Bill's like, no, no, I got this. And he's like breaking down this whole strategy. And then Michael's like, they got the ball. We're on defense. And he's like, well, listen to Michael. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I don't do defense, pal. Listen to Michael. <laughs> I don't do and defense, And Michael's pal. plan, get the ball to me. Just get the ball to me. And so Daffy Was pulls- Was that how all Chicago Bull games went? With yes. My- just get the ball Like, listen, he had a very good team. And I'm not saying he wouldn't have won championship rings without them, but- he- with the fact that he had them made his made him winning a lot easier. Yep. So Daffy pulls Bill Murray aside. And he's like, how did you get here? And he says, uh, producer's a friend of mine. He just had one of the Teamsters drop me off. And Daffy's like, huh? Yeah. Well, that's how it goes. So Bill's like, hey, you see that big guy over there? Whispers something in his ear. So and he's like, ooh, that sounds good. So now the ball's ready to go, right? And so Bill Murray, this whole time, he's saying funny shit. He's like, come on, spaceman, don't choke. And Daffy's like, it's gut check time. He has a helmet on. Orange guy gets the ball. He charges and boom, pushes through his chest. Yeah, just like fucking rams straight into his fucking chest. It's like that shit in Dragon Ball. Daffy. When someone punches someone and their fist goes through their chest. Doesn't punch through them, but it like stretches, you know? Yeah. Um. So now the ball gets on, gets to Bill Murray and uh, he passes and um, he like behind the back passes to Michael and they're running the ball, running the ball. Michael has to pass it off to Lola, but then Lola's stuck. So she tries to pass it to Daffy. Daffy gets backhanded, but then Bugs is able to steal the ball with his ears to get it to Bill Murray. But You're then Bill, very convoluted here. But Bill Murray, this is what happens. So Bill, but then Bill Murray trips up the blue guy and tosses it to Michael. Michael runs, and then we get like the best scene in the movie ever. Michael then slam dunks from halfway across the court. Yeah, just out in the middle of the air. All the monsters jumping up and grabbing at him, and he just stretches out his whole arm and is able to score at the very final second, winning the game. If I may. Yes. Orange Man charges him. You're mine. In slow motion, he steps on the dude, jumps off his ass into the sky. Bill Murray's like, Mike, I'm open. Sees him flying. We see him flying. They got camera shots below him and by him. He's like, never mind. So this epic, like it's the most epic soundtrack music you've ever heard in your life. He's flying in slow motion. The green and purple ones jump up on Michael, but he somehow has so much momentum that even though they grabbed him and they're on him, he's still moving forward in the air. His... (laughs) His black arm is just 
stretching, stretching, stretching. Clocks his ticket down. He lets out of a screaming of exertion. And just slams that shit. It's so rad. And the Toon Squad wins. Goosebumps, bro. Well, I didn't get goosebumps. Well, I'm sitting there, I was like, hell yeah. That was my reaction. That's that's close to goosebumps for you. Oh, no, I get goosebumps. Fuck you. <laughs> like, no, no. Bob Sinner would be watching it when I was just chilling at work, doing my notes that didn't save. Oh. I'm just sitting there going, hell yeah. That's weird. How'd that happen? That's never happened to you before. I don't know. Fucking usually Google Docs are really good at, like, automatically saving after sp- every fucking type. But are you I full don't- on space? Shouldn't. Hmm. Weird. We're not fucking diagnosing my like notes <laughs> issue. We're here to fucking talk about the podcast. I know what happened in the movie. I just can't help narrate it. So, yeah. So, Two Squad wins. Two Squad wins. And Michael goes up to uh, Billy. He's like, hey, man, that was a great pass. You know what? You got some skills. You might be able to play in the NBA. I'm like, Michael. Michael, please, please stop. But Bill Moore is like, no, sorry. I'm quitting. He's like, I'm qu- I'm going to go out I'm undefeated and uncontested. Oh, <laughs> my. And he's and he's like, all right, I'm gonna go. You need help getting back? He's like, no, I'm good. Michael's like, you sure? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Then we see Danny DeVito yelling. Seriously, at- what is Bill Murray? He's just so random in this movie. This felt like the same Bill Murray that was Bill Murray in Zombieland. If that makes sense. Is this just, is that normal Bill Murray? No, no, no. But this was like this no, was I'm like saying- Bill Murray as a concept. Yeah, it's like Bill Murray concept. This felt like an idea of Bill Murray. Just like, it's just something about Bill Murray. He just feels transcendent of our realm. He just shows up at places. He's yeah, like, yeah. okay, cool. He's like, yeah, I was in Ghostbusters and did some movies with John Candy, and now I'm just vibing. Yeah. So the boss is yelling at his empl- yelling at the monsters. They're like, sorry, boss. And Jordan's like, why do you take it from this guy? And they're like, because he's bigger. And they're like, wait a minute. He's bigger, but we're bigger now. And then Danny's like, what are you doing? So they grab Danny DeVito, throw him in a rocket ship, and blow him to the moon. Yep. And then Michael's like, all right, guys. All right. Time to give the talent back. Sorry, guys. Got to give the talent back. And I was like, oh, we like being big. <laughs> Sorry. So they give- Charles Barkley, as much as we like making <laughs> fun of Charles Barkley sucking, we got to give him back some ounce of talent. So... They give the talent back and they're all bummed and they're just like, hey, Mr. Bunny, we don't want to go back to Moron Mountain. Can we stay here with you? And Bugs is like, I don't think you guys are loony enough. And then they're like, loony enough. So then they I don't know, they do some loony gags like, OK. Yeah. And what's funny is they were never used in anything again outside of Space Jam. They uh, had a cameo in Space Jam 2, but that was it. Wait, what? Yeah, the Monstars. They only ever showed up in... They have like a pretty big cult following because the movie has a cult following. Oh, yeah. But they never showed up in anything besides Space Fuck, Jam. Fuck, who are like the fucking antagonists in like Space Jam 2? Isn't it some AI fucker? Well, I know it's some AI guy. Huh. It's some dude. So Michael leaves and uh, Lola and Bugs get the big kiss, which is weird because from what I can hear in Space Jam 2, they're like platonic, which is weird. But Well, this is the 90s. <laughs> Things were different. So then we cut. Bugs got some Lola. All right. So then we cut to the baseball game. They're all waiting for Michael because clearly Michael's going to make a really big difference in this baseball game. Oh, yeah. I think people are just stoked to see Michael. 
And then Michael arrives via spaceship. Yeah. He didn't have a bus, but he had a spaceship. And he's like, hey, guys, what's up? And then the next day, uh, him and Wayne Knight go to a gym where the basketball guys are chilling. And I'm really not glossing over the scene that much. This is literally all that happens. He shows up. He's like, hey, guys. And then they're, they're just like, oh, oh yeah, shit, yeah. are you here to gloat? Yeah, yeah. he's like, are you here to gloat? And he's like, no, I have this ball. And it's like, it's touch like, the ball. Touch the ball. And Patrick Ewing's like, I don't want to touch the ball. Just touch the ball. Touch you, the ball. Do you want your talent back or not? Touch the ball. It's like, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But it's like, just touch the ball. And eventually, freaking Patrick Ewing. I think it's Patrick Ewing, right? I got yeah, a little distracted. Yeah, because I had to like freaking stop a video on my phone. He touches the ball. He gets his talent back. He's able to dribble the ball. And everyone's like, give us the ball. Yeah. And they all get their talent back. It's like, oh, my God, we can ball again. It's like, you know what? That is satisfactory. Satisfactory. Because they were all (laughs) very depressed that they could not play basketball. Yeah. Charles Barkley got his ass kicked by children. Yeah. And then, like, this is like, all right, Michael Drew's like, all right, I'm off and out of here. It's like, hey, Michael, there's five of us. There's one of you. You want to do three on three? He's like, nah, I'm done with basketball. And was sitting there, it's like, what? Think you can't? Oh, yeah. You got Charles Barkley going, what? You think you can't play? What? You think you can't play? And I was like, obviously, it always ha- like Charles Barkley's that one guy is like, fuck you. <laughs> he has that personality, like, you know, fuck you. Yeah, you just want to. I love him, but you just want to prove him wrong. He's like, no. And then yeah, and then literally, and then after that, we then cut. we see the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, and everyone's like, welcome back, Michael Jordan. And they would go on to win three more championships with with Michael Jordan. Yeah. I'm gonna fly like an eat. The video, the movie literally ends with him hitting a slam dunk as that song plays. And it's like, yeah, well, fly. shit. <laughs> like I'm gonna fly like an eagle to the sea. And that's the movie, Holy everybody. fuck. What? Dude, you went like two and a half. It's like we're up to two and a half hours. I went two hours. You went an hour and a half. You kept talking about 30 for 30. Bro, do I need to show all the empty space on me on this review? <sighs> Well, no. Hey, hey, I, w- I took brisk-ass notes. I don't know why it took that long. I don't know. I think you really like Space Jam. Well, I do really like Space Jam. We got distracted a few times, too. We did get distracted a little bit, but I'm just saying, like, podcast went a little long. But anything. Do you want detailed notes or not detailed notes? Because if I take too detailed notes, the show goes too long. If I don't take detailed enough goes, you run my ass over when we're recounting. So what do you want, boss? Not as long as podcasts. Oh, my God. Okay, so next week for Reload, um, I have... Yeah, that was a good question. What the fuck are we watching next week? I have one... Is it still 96 or are we going 97? No, it's 97 because they were released a year or whatever apart. Okay. So I have one suggestion and one suggestion. If you don't like it, uh, I didn't have another one prepared. You know what came out in 1997? What? Batman and Robin. Hmm. George Clooney, Batman. Oh, and that's the George Clooney one with Arnie? Yeah. Mr. Freeze. Damn, I'll, I'll consider it. I'll, I'll consider it. I feel like there's something else that came out in 97, though. And it was Titanic. Well, I'm not watching that one. That's that's, that, that's too long. There was Starship Troopers, but we already did that. Yeah, we already did that one. Damn, no, there had to have been other shit that came out in 97. 
What was it? Well, either way. Well, listeners, we're going to wrap up. This is the Triple D Radio Show with your host, James and Edward. Hope you all have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Adios.